characters. Check, 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 check. We're here. We're doing it. I think I think this is the third or fourth week in a row. That's that's why you. That's why we win awards. That's right. We grind. That's why I'm the uh, featured personality. Yes, the featured personality of the year. Never a co-host. Well, you're not. I mean, I haven't made it to that point yet. No, it's only been you know. You would be six years. You would be an independent contractor if this was a. Uh, if I could make this a business, you would be an independent contractor. And if it wasn't a business, you would make me an independent contractor. <laughs> <laughs> be, it might might actually work out better for you if I did that. If I LLC made you an independent contractor, yeah, it might actually work out better tax wise for you. Could. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. I'd have to ask my Jews. JMO, he's my accountant. <laughs> Not even He's Jewish. so Irish, his name should be Danny O'Danny. <laughs> Mick McMickelson. This is going to be episode 403. Patrick Fitzpatrick. You know, there is like people named that. Yes. <laughs> there's like there's like a NFL quarterback named Patrick Fitzryan, and there's a Ryan Fitzpatrick also, I think, in the NFL. My friend in Carolina Beach, his name was, get this, Dara O'Neill. Any relation to Paul O'Neill? Well, there's lots of O'Neill, so... Probably not. Paul O'Neill was a. Uh, I mean, yes, they're baseball related. Player. Let me get. Yes, they're related. <laughs> He's a major league baseball player. I believe he started out with Cincinnati Reds, ended his career with the New York Yankees, won World Series with both. Right. Good. I think it was a right fielder. Just a solid baseball player. It's a solid one, one of those fucking honky. Like one of those fucking tw- dies. He'll give you two ninety eight and twenty two a season. Right. That's what he's going to give you. Right. Solid. <laughs> rock solid. The fans love him. Hustles his ass off. <laughs> Funny thing that the the surfwear company named O'Neill. How did the Irish people get into that? I have no <laughs> fucking idea. You know, but there's you know there's surfers in Ireland. I'm sure there are. I mean, the waves they carve, the waves coming in on the west coast of Ireland are they carve their surfboards out of potatoes and fuse them together. <laughs> no, they strap whiskey bottles together and they ride those. Uh, they fill the whiskey bottles with potatoes. What else is Irish? And newsboy caps. Uh, this racism <laughs> is killing me. Uh, <clears throat> what a dreary, dreary weekend. No fucking shit. Dude, what a dreary month. And it's, so not, even, it's not even snowing. Give me snow. If it, if it's gonna, me- yeah, if it's going to be this bullshit, just give me fucking snow. Honest to God, I would rather. Well, today wouldn't be bad to work in. It's 50 degrees. It's been, it's, it's but been it's, wet, but, but it's, it's not a cold raining. 50. But, like, I'd rather work in 35 degrees in snow than 75 and pouring down the rain. Yes. Because I have to work in it. It sucks. It sucks much worse in the rain than it does the snow. The plant is the worst because you get in there and it's, like, say, 54 degrees outside. It's 10 degrees colder in there, Mm -hmm. at least. And it's just, like, it seems to trap. It's a fucking magnet magnet for clamminess like it's just so damn clammy humid yeah and I mean, we've not been doing anything you know terribly physical or anything but you know it, it's um it, there have been moments but um you know it's just it's just rough you get out in there and then you start to sweat and then it starts to chill and then you're like yeah uh, i had a moment like at uh at work on friday i was coming back in from the cold mm-hmm. wasn't really that cold friday it was i think high 40s and then I get into the office where the heat's on, and then I start sweating. Mm. But then I have to go back outside. Right. So um, and I'm wearing long johns, and I'm covered in sweat. Right. And my hat, my fucking fleece hat, 
it's sweaty soaked, on the inside, in and then I come back outside where it's cold again. It's going to give me a chill. I'm going to go. Right. I'm going to go down with the vapors. It's one of those days you can't wait to get home and get into a hot bath. I don't have a bath. I mean, I have a bathtub, but I don't take baths. Oh shit, man! That's the greatest thing in life is a Epsom salt fucking. I get the. Uh, it's Doctor Something's Epsom salt products, and it's Epsom salt bubble t- bath. I know exactly what you're talking about, uh, they're, and they're really good. It's like Doctor Epsom, probably. yes. And then it's and then I bought this thing that's like some hippie crap with all kinds of stuff, and it's fucking great. Smells great, fizzes a little bit. You feel to, you feel like a million fucking dollars. I used to take Epsom salt baths between practices uh, during two a days in football season. I never did anything like that, but I was 17 years old at the time, so mm-hmm. I could have recovered anyway. It wouldn't right. have mattered. I'm not saying it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, it would have been your recovery was likely optimal, and it wouldn't have been optimal have you not done that. But an optimal recovery and a shitty recovery for a 17 year old is like here and here. Yeah, it's not that much. (laughs) So so it didn't have no effect, but you would have been just fine. I feel like I should have drank then because the recovery the next day would have been amazing. I remember we used to get fucking shit hammered. And get up and go fucking work out the next day hard, powerlifting down at fucking Valley with Coach McGinnis. Never did it. Dude. And felt like a million fucking dollars. Get up and have a little bit of a headache, and then you drink a glass of water, and it completely goes away. Hmm. And I never under I never bought that bullshit. I was just like, they're they're just full of shit. They're not it's not that much of a difference. Nah, man. You hit your thirties. That shit starts to fucking hurt. Your twenties hurts a little bit more, but it's by the negligible 27 28 you have a six hour headache well that one thing that though that when you in your 30s when you're still drunk for most of the day yeah because your body is just not capable of processing the alcohol uh that's why i stopped because when i drink i really want to get into it i want to fucking get hammered right and i would get hammered and then it started off with just the next day sucking just being laid out all day which is you know fine on some days but then it turned into two days. The hangover would last two full days, no matter how much water I drank. Right. So I was like, I'm just going to, if I'm going to drink, I'm just going to have a couple. And I don't even, I haven't had a drink in it's been years. September for me. Well, I mean, but. It's been years since I've really tied one on right. and got hammered. It's been like three years. By like I always say, if I get a, if I walk up here with a fifth of whiskey, you know what's happened. You won the lottery. No, go, oh. no. It's a terminal illness. <laughs> oh. And we're getting ready to have. We're going to find some lots heroin. Of, lots of fun. We're going to have the most fun. We're going to do heroin. We're going to do yes, mushrooms. We are. We're going to do all the uh, ayahuasca. With all the fear in my system, I don't know if that'd be a good idea. But they say that it's very good for people that are facing terminal illnesses. Really? Mm-hmm. I'll just gobble all of them. I wouldn't gobble all of them. I might take, I'd like to microdose. Apparently, it makes you feel like a million dollars. Apparently, it's And it like, doesn't make you hallucinate. No, yeah, it's... It's a mood enhancer. From what I understand, you take just a stem or a cap, mm-hmm. just a little bit. It's like a. Uh, I would take a nibble off that. Yeah, to try it out. <laughs> it's it's like a a uh, antidepressant. Actually, man, except for with antidepressants, I don't know. You've taken them. I've they're dog shit. I mean, they're they make me not depressed, but they also make me not happy. <laughs> right, and they make me not hungry. <laughs> yeah, and they make it hard to jack off. Made it hard to like. Made it hard to have sex with girls. <laughs> that, that, no, like not hard to have. Se- like I could get boners and stuff, but like I was lasting way too long. Like, this is unreasonable. How long this is lasting? Yeah. And even she's like, she's doing the wrap it up sign. Like, right. what are we doing? Yeah, exactly. Like after ten minutes, even it's like it's just we we regroup and start another session usually. But 
after an hour or so. But uh, I grounded out a five hour one one time. There's no reason for that. No, it isn't. There's no reason. But that, for that that's not. It was punctuated by finishes. But it was <laughs> just like three yards in a cloud of dust. Dude, <laughs> it was working. It was like, like <laughs> it was like attacking each other. And you brought, you, fucking, br- you brought your lunch and they were like in that day, <sighs> looking at each other like, "All right, here we go." You know, it's, it was. I mean, I've done those types of marathon sessions, but I'm talking about one boner lasting an hour. Because I'm on antidepressants and my penis feels nothing. Right. That's I, I get what you're saying. That doesn't. That's not fun. Well, when they first put me on the test, just screaming on my and cup, you st- and my you st- cock just come. <laughs> when they first put me on the test, and it was working. Like it didn't work as well as it should have. Because we'll discuss this in a minute. Th- this and the combination of the thyroid is lunacy. But anyway, you know what? The little scenes on the TV are kind of nice. They are kind of nice. Let's just leave it there. That looks like cranberry glades. Might be. No, it isn't. That's not cranberry glow. It's too. It's too much water. But um, you ever walked on the glades? I've been there. They're spongy. I You're not supposed them. to walk out on no, them. I did because mm. I'm I'm a rebel. Me and Aaron Elena went there a couple fourth of July ago. I walked out on. Them. It's like a little trampoline, a little right. spongy trampoline. It was great. Nobody yelled at me or anything. Killed uh, all kinds of. No, you would. You didn't. Mm-hmm. It's not going to damage anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but um. No, when they first put me on it, and you have the urge. And for me, even see what the crazy part about it is, we've discussed this. Even for me, even when my test was low, the urge was always there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, it, it's nuts. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy how people's, you know, differences can overcome those things. So they put me on it, and it was fucking monster go time, you know? But yeah, it was hard, you know? And then sometimes a girl would take offense, you know, it'd be like, you know, I'm not doing my job. I'm like, no, you're really doing your you're job fine. well. Shut but, up. But it's just, you know, this is what it is. And no matter how much you tell them, they just. So were you mixing the, when you were on the test, were you also on SSRIs? No. Okay. Because I refuse to take them. You should. I don't say, I, w- I don't want to say you should refuse to take them. I don't think you need them. I think. Well, you- I mean, you've seen my mood since they've gotten everything proper, right? Yeah. I'm a different person. I say I don't, th- as if I'm qualified to say it, but like. You're a lot like me. I don't think I needed them either. I just wanted something to make myself feel better. It just turns out I needed to get off mass and do something. Sure. I should have been depressed. Right. Uh, like some people, you you should be depressed. Right. You suck. You like, fucking I'm, suck. And I'm taking more steps. Like tomorrow, I'm going up to John's gym. And I'm going to train in the evening. And I'm going to do that twice a week. John's gym. The, the, the uh, jiu-jitsu box, gym. The jiu-jitsu gym. Yeah, but I'm going to do boxing. Grapple. I could grapple and probably be good at it. Boxing is just something I've always. You'd be very to hard to grapple because I'm so short and so strong. Especially if you're matched up with somebody um, who's my weight but taller. Yeah, they can't get underneath me. It'd be hard to get underneath <laughs> you. I've wrestled big men that are strong. Now they have they'd have an advantage once they get you down, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's hard to. It just depends on their skill level too. Right. If you're equally skilled, which you, I would say, you have white belt. Grappling abilities because you, strength is going to overcome a lot of things. Yeah, it just uh, if he knows a leg triangle, you might be fucked. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's going to happen. Like I, I mean, but um, I would just for one thing, it's the exercise and the fun, get, learning a new skill, making new neural pathways, feeling better, and plus just the thyroid medicine. It was a cumulative effect, I think, but now it's taking effect and it's fucking dramatic. Like I said, my pants, pants that I struggled to get into, 
Um, You're like the old 90s commercial where the girl was trying to fit in her jeans on the Slim. Yes. And then she started drinking Slim Fast and her jeans were falling <laughs> right off now. of her and she yeah. was hotter before. But right, yeah, about yeah. That. Oh, God, that commercial's pissed me off. Ladies, if if you think you need to lose 15 pounds, gain no, another 20. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It depends on who you are, to be quite honest. It depends on where the 20 goes. Um, if it goes around the cheeks and around the titties, you should probably. It depends on how you carry your weight. Yeah. I'll say that. Your weight. Wait. Um No, the the like okay, I started out with clothes from the plant that were like oversized. And it's yeah, because I have big shoulders and arms and stuff like that, and my chest and my back are big, but it's also because I was fat. Let's just accept it, you know. So I got down to a weight when they put me on the testosterone. I started to drop weight then, but not nearly as much as I should. And I got down to a set of pants I couldn't even get into when they first gave them to me, right? So then, now, and then the belts, I mean, it's a combination. It's so many things here. Let's let's unpack it. Then the pants that I struggled to get into and was proud to get into are now falling off of me. And the belts that I had to run to the last rung, now I'm running, running the other way to the last rung, and I have to buy a new belt. And they're going to, at the plant, because they supply you with your clothes, right? Yes. Uh, they're going to get angry because you keep having to change sizes. No, they might. No, they they don't. I've personally been hand, that They don't personally handle. Yeah, that. they have a company. Exactly. Or they have Aramark. Aramark. Our company. Yeah, they did ours too. Plus, I just keep all my clothes. Like, and I'm and I have a, a designated pair of few jeans now that I wear that I really love. That <laughs> to are get a good belt. In. I saw a belt today. Belts are worth their fucking weight in gold, buddy. I saw a belt today. It doesn't come around under the gut. It it buckles. It uh, at the side. Velcro's on the side. Nice. I wonder how that is. Also, never be ashamed to do suspenders. Suspenders are very comfortable. I'm not joking. I'm ha- I'm, I will have to get a comedy routine. I wore them in weddings. <laughs> no, they're fine. I mean, they're good. They're very comfortable. Yeah. Also, you don't need a comedy routine. You could also get a mandolin <laughs> and play old stompy com- folk rock. <laughs> old stompy folk rock. Like, stompy folk rock. Yeah. Um, write that down. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, no, but also, like, just that's I don't even work my forearms that much anymore, and they're that. Well, you, you just know. told me before we got on the air that you carried a a bucket of paint across a hundred and some yards, however far that is. I don't know. It's the length of the big building of the plant. I don't know, but it's it's a it's a long distance. Big bucket, and then upstairs, a five gallon well. bucket yeah. of paint. So that's about seventy pounds. Yeah, that's working your forearm, right? Doing shit like that works your forearm. But then also, um, like okay, I started back and I started in my bench when I first started this week was pathetic. It's because I tore my rotator cuff. I always have to keep that in in mind that I'm I'm still throwing up weight that a lot of people would consider respectable with a torn rotator cuff. So I'm still doing that, and my my weight went up in three days because my body got got back adapted into it. I was eating properly and the thyroid medicine. You know what we need here what um stem cell. We really do. It would it would really because you could go. They could shoot stem cells into your rotator cuff. The little stem cells would be like, "Hey, Let's this is where this go. back." Yeah, and then we. And we if we were rich, we could do that. But of course, we're peasants. We don't deserve to do that. Well, here th- what happened is you. We all remember the stem cell debates of the nineties. They were the most boilers horse shit ever. It was such a even South Park was kind of against it because they had Christopher Reeve sucking the baby and throwing it over his shoulder. That showed. A, well, I, well, I think they were making fun of what. Right wingers thought they would okay would happen. Fair enough. You know I mean? Maybe I thought, but I thought maybe maybe they're against it because they feel like it's kind of morbid too. I think they're anarchists. I don't. I don't think. 
I think they think that everything should sort itself out. Sure. Sort itself out. I think they're kind of like me in that. Have house. you watched the Karen thing? Karen thing. With the streaming wars with Randy? Of course I have. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's tremendous. <laughs> it looks Everything really they do great. is tremendous. Everything with Randy's tremendous. I mean, I'm going to watch it this evening. It's amazing how they've just nailed everything, <laughs> hit both sides right. as hard. They fuck everybody. They're just and like, you guys are all... And they're above the law when it comes to cancellation because they've been doing it for 25 years now, 26 years. Right. And it's always good. And it's like the two Bills are running for them, Bill Burr and Bill Maher. They're they like, might be. Well, I mean, they really share their worldview, which is any extreme of anything is fucking stupid. In a way, the craziest thing about it is, is that Billy Redface, Redface, some fucking Boston Irish guy, is really, you know, on the golden mean of Buddha. Right down the fucking middle. No extremes of anything. That's how you live life. And that's what I believe. No extremes of anything. If you have extreme right, extreme left, you're going to be wrong. So let's just, you know, have common sense and fall down the middle. Bill Moore is much the same. He's a cunt. He's he's it's cunty. not his fault. It's because he's so smug, but that that's just him. Well, this, and, and it's his voice. Like his voice yes. makes it, I mean, he's got that really nasally type voice. I think that's just the way he is. And I've he's wickedly intelligent. He really I've is. I've seen him like I saw that movie he was in with Shannon Tweed. It's it was on Amazon for free. <laughs> it was so bad. Was, he was in a horror movie. Did you know this? This might be House Two. Oh, he was in that? Yes. Okay. You remember I, that one? I forget what the Amazon volleyball players. Ari, no, no, no. Ari, um, Ari Gold. Ari, Ari Melber, maybe Ari Gold. He was, he was a, he was an actor. He's, he's been in quite a few things. I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a, he's a handsome guy, but he was, you know, looked ethnic, whatever. Oh yeah, Ari yeah, Gold, really cool guy. Or Elon Gold. No, no. Uh, I'll look up the cast for. Uh, I want to look up Bill Mars because I need to, I need you to hear the name of this movie that he was in in 1980 something, with, starring Shannon Tweed. I just listened to Bill Moore's podcast this week with um, the guy from Kiss who's married to Shannon Tweed. I forgot his fucking Gene name. Gene fucking Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. <laughs> what a fucking douchebag. I, I mean, I liked him on there, though. But he's... He's he's amusing and entertaining, but he would be if he was sat down in this room in ten minutes, we'd want to fucking kill him. I think he'd. I Paul think he'd Stanley give us, would be the greatest guy. I, th- I, th- I think if he sat down in this room, he'd be like, "You need to clean up a little bit." And <laughs> exactly. also, let's talk about merchandise. Fuck him. You got a decent logo. Paul Stanley <laughs> would just be up there dancing with a chair. All right. <laughs> Here's uh, oh yeah, House Two, nineteen eighty seven. I'm yes. guess he was in the Max Headroom show for one episode. He was, I think he was on a Cannibal sitcom? Women of the Avocado Jungle. I've and this is not too. a softcore porn. There are some boobies in it, but it's not a softcore porn. But Bill Maher was in it as like a scientist or something. And he had that that voice that is so smug in that movie. So I can't hold him at fault for that. Right. For being smug. It's just his personality. <laughs> I like him. I, <laughs> I really, like him too. I really do. I like that he's a Except big that he pothead. shits on comic book movies. I mean, come on. Man. I don't care that he shits on comic. I've been I mean, shitting I don't, on comic book movies. I don't care. I've been shitting on them for the last few months or so. Yeah, but DC is getting ready, to, dude. They're getting ready to. Butt have you fuck. felt the rum rumble? I mean, oh, have I've you been getting into it? The the fucking like. I've um, James Gunn's getting ready to change. James the Gunn, game. like um, some, one of the independent journalist guys that complains about everything on YouTube, tweeted that James Gunn hates Henry Cavill. 
No, because they're starting to report that James Gunn's going to move forward with Superman without Henry Cavill. That's bullshit. And James Gunn responds underneath it. This is false. <laughs> Fuck yes, I love him, dude. Yes. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Also, but here's something that is happening. Jason Momoa is being removed as Aquaman so he can play Lobo. That's great. <laughs> I don't know who Lobo is, but that's awesome. Lobo is this fucking. He was kind of like. This answer to Wolverine. He's this giant intergalactic biker who uses a big chain. He's got superhuman strength. He's fought yeah, yeah, Superman. Yeah. Superman kicked the shit out of him, but he fought him. He had heart. and he just kept coming back. But the superhuman strength, you know. Like there is a an Aquaman movie already in the can. What are they gonna do with that? You know what I think he's gonna do? Put pretend it, out. it never existed. Put it out. James Gunn's pretend mm-hmm. that shit never existed. Are they just going to put it out and say, eh, yes, fuck Aquaman. That's exactly what gives a shit. I mean, because it's not like we're going to stop watching them. What he's going to do is there's going to be this new thing, and it's going to be this starts this, and what it is, and we've, and we've talked about this before, and, and again, feel validation for it, is he is doing Kingdom Come. And he is starting every story that is going to run into Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. And that is so easy because there are so many fucking stories that lead into Kingdom Come that are awesome. So what he can do just to make the fans forget about it, forget about Aquaman is uh, the flashpoint that's going to come out. That's going to the- reset everything. Right. And then the characters that are left over after that, like they'll run into Lobo in, in and the, they'll be like, you look a lot like, and then they'll have no. it, they'll have it on the screen together, and they'll be like, "Hey, you, what's up? Hey, guys. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what you do." <laughs> Who gives a Lobo, shit? Lobo, you smoking a cigar? And Aquaman say, "I don't think you should be smoking that. Mind your own fucking business." You know, we're underwater right now. <laughs> um, Lobo's a fun character. It just—I mean—if they're putting Jason Momoa in it, it has to be a fun. And that character. was—you know—that's who he wanted to play. Great. He didn't want to play Aquaman. He wanted to play Lobo. Batista wants to play. Bane, they'll figure out a way to factor him in there somewhere. See, and I, I kind of like this, but it, it, it does cheapen the product. But here's the thing: they're gonna, they're not gonna go. Okay, we were talking about this before. Remember when I said this a long time ago? I said, "Here's what Marvel needs to do. Marvel needs to stay the course because what they're doing is great. DC needs to go to the place where they're doing something existential and heavy and all those things without being terribly dark all the time. That's what they need to do. That's what Kingdom Come does. Like, okay, you build." The Shazam story, but then you have it end on a on a bad thing because what happens in Kingdom Come is Lex Luthor figures out figures out who uh Bill who Captain Marvel actually is Shazam is and he knows he's Billy Batson so he kidnaps Billy Batson we never played the theme <laughs> we know we didn't we keep going though he kidnaps Billy Batson and basically tortures him and and doesn't torture him physically but mentally and says. These superhumans are awful things, and this is what you are, and you can never turn it into again, all this stuff, and really fucks him up. Does a clockwork orange thing type, type thing to him. And then he comes back and he looks like Shazam because he grows up to look like Shazam, mm-hmm. but everybody thinks it's Shazam, but it's just Billy Batson. And he's just terrified. Like, there's a scene where he's talking to all these young superheroes, and they're all terrified of him because he is a physical equal with Superman. Do you know how fucking powerful you have to be to fight Superman fucking fist to fist? All the powerful. Exactly. Black Adam, he would pound Black Adam into the fucking, like a fucking coffin nail. Um, and then they figure out it's just, and then Batman says, like, are you fucking, no, Batman knew it because. It's, a, it's an awesome story, man. You got to read it because Batman figures it out. Of course, he figured it out a long time ago, but he's just playing his cards. He's always playing his cards. So one of them says, are you fucking kidding me? We've been we've been in mortal fear of Billy fucking Batson this whole time, you know, and, and then that's after he's 
because also one thing Luther does, he put like a la Star Trek two, he puts a worm in his ear where he can fucking control his that wraps wraps himself mm. around his hypothalamus so he can take control of him and and manipulate him. He's warging into him. No, it's more of a let me have this. He's working, okay. He's working into. Thank him. you. <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, Hodor. There's this, and then I just uh, had a great idea. What? I'm not going to say it on air, but all right. Um, we might have to do after we're done with this. We might have to record a 15 minute podcast. All right. Just a 15. Just a NPPFR. All right. Um. But then um, at the end, because uh, Batman's trying to talk to Billy Batson, he's like running away from him. And Batman's, tr- he's just like, Billy, I know what happened. He's just like, you you said those words the last time, then you weren't going to say them anymore because he told you that you were a monster for doing all these things. He said, you're not, you're just, it's not fair what he did to you. And then Billy Batson like stumbles into this thing with these worms are kept and it breaks and then he just freaks out and goes shazam and he turns it back into captain marvel only a captain marvel that's completely unhinged and insane and he's a wild card and that's what batman always knew he was he's like he's like he's a, he's a wild card now and we got to deal with him so that's when the fucking throwdown because superman's getting ready to end this whole fight he has enough power he can stop all these people fighting each other all these superhumans he can stop them single-handedly he's going to take some bumps he might even make him bleed a little bit but he can't be stopped I mean, that's what I love because that's what he's going to do. He's not going to do this bullshit that Black Adam is going to be the new Superman. Bullshit. You can't do that. Superman is Superman. That might get Black Adam's ass kicked in the next movie. That's what's going to happen is Superman is going to kick the dog shit out of him. Like, it might might get Black Adam's ass kicked by tertiary characters if he keeps raising hell about this. Well, that's... See, and I, I like... The Rock and everything. He's a great guy and everything. He seems like the most fun dude to ever exist. He does, but at the same time, he he really has this idea that Black Adam is going to take Superman's place. Let me tell you, brother, he's not taking his place. He had this. He has in his contracts that he has to win more than like sixty percent of the fights he's in. Well, he in better movies. lose this one big. Yeah, so, so he can win every other fight up to Superman, and that's not even unreasonable. Yeah, Shazam has to beat him because Shazam is an equal Superman. Yeah, I would even argue that Martian Manhunter could beat Black Adam. I think Batman uh, beats him. He figures Batman out can, a way. Batman can beat anybody. Yeah, you give him enough time, he can level. He can level the playing field. I mean, the motherfucker turned. He, he synthesized his own kryptonite. It seemed like <laughs> he fought Superman and beat him in the fucking streets of Gotham City during yes. a snowstorm. It's the fucking coolest thing ever. Dark Knight Returns is fucking canon. See, that's what they're going to do too. Here's what I would do: I would work into the Dark Knight Returns and work it into Kingdom Come. Because the stories can can cohabit because it's an old Batman, right? The Batman in in Kingdom Come, his body is broken and stuff like that. That fight could be the one that set that up, and he gets him down and he beats him, but it breaks his body to such a point that he has to wear an exoskeleton from there from there on. So then he kind of turns into an Iron Man type too, because he yeah, well, that's what it always was meant to be. Awesome, because then Batman takes over Gotham City and he is this almost despotic warlord because he the city is such an awful place, but he but there's no crime. So, you know, nobody can step out of line. You know, he doesn't hurt innocent people, really. But he the, the anybody who causes trouble is immediately just dealt with. So because he has these bat sentinels too, these giant bat robots that are fucking. Ta- I mean, you got to read that fucking comic book. Robots. <laughs> Which, this is Dark Knight Returns. This is Kingdom Come. Is Kingdom Come like to get the full thing? Do I need to get a big, thick book or 
Do I need There's to, a comic book. There's a graphic novel that's got a mall. Does it one. have everything reading leading up reading up leading up to it? I'm so stupid. You don't need anything leading up to it because Kingdom Come was a standalone story. Okay. But what you can do is if you're a guy like James Gunn, and I know he's like this, he wants to tie in all those other great stories to that to build the thing. You the Batman versus Superman thing is was their attempt at the Dark Knight Returns. It didn't work. It was fun. It was fine, but it's not nearly as good as the Dark Knight Returns. It had moments of, of really good stuff. It really did, but it didn't have the Dark Knight Returns. Can you imagine a live action adaptation, even a frame for frame of what you saw in the fucking comic in the in the cartoon? The cartoon, the comic. It was fucking tremendous. I mean, I don't even know if Ben Affleck's the right guy for that though. I mean, he you, might be. I mean, they Michael Keaton still. He's too around. small. You need a bra- You need a big old man brawny Batman is what you need. J.K. Simmons is getting jacked. It's too small. And he's too old. Yeah. Well, Batman, the story's almost 60. J.K. Simmons is pushing 70. But he's in great shape. He is. He really is. He's he, working out he might be on the juice. Oh, brother. <laughs> Bro. I'm telling you. If he's not on the juice, I'm disappointed in him. <laughs> I saw him the, the thing juice. where he's doing shoulder presses. Yeah. He looks great. He I remember does. him when Good he was him. a white supremacist on Oz. And very convincing white supremacist on Oz. Yeah. There he is with the rock. He's not really lifting that. No, that's 10-pound <laughs> plates or some shit. Yeah, that's that's probably three twenty-five pound plates on each side. Yeah. The big bumper ones. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an even better picture. Looks like CrossFit see, Santa, man. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind looking like... I think he's playing Santa Claus and... They're they're starting to make. There's I saw a meme like uh, once something becomes um, public domain, you can go two ways with it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's it, you know the meme where you're driving down the road and there's this and you're skidding into this way, right? Skidding right. Uh, there's horror or John Wick, and it seems like Winnie the was, Pooh went horror. Winnie the Pooh went horror, and this is going Santa's John Wick now because you got a Violent Night. And don't get me wrong. I'm into it. Right. I mean, just last year we had one called Fat Man with Mel Gibson playing a Santa that's trying to trying to defend the North Pole. This one's a little <laughs> different, but it's the same and fucking great. Look, keep doing that. I like watching weird things like that. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I'm just all for creativity. This is this is the picture that, uh, by the way, that uh, he posted. Oh yeah. James Gunn? Yep. And then if you look down in the reflection, it's it's Captain Marvel. Shazam. Oh, yeah. And then it's all the other characters against. See, Wonder Woman's up there. Uh, then you got the Flash. I love the fact that they gave him the fucking Mercury helmet, like the messenger they, god. They uh, they uh, stopped pre-production of Wonder Woman 3. Because it was going to be dog shit. <laughs> Patty Jenkins can't t- direct. She, she did a good job on the first one. First one. But there's insinuate somebody else helped her with that. Well, maybe she didn't write the first one, but she directed it. Uh, the writing, the direction wasn't bad for the second one. The story was, and the acting wasn't bad either. The acting wasn't bad. Kristen Wiig did a good job. Yeah, um, Gal Gadot did a good job. It's just the story was, bad. and then Peter Pascal did a great job with what it was given. Yeah, I mean, he was a really sympathetic, good character, but it yeah. just was so silly. I'm not going to blame any. Bad movies on the actors or the, even the directors. Well, whoever wrote them, it, some of whoever wrote it was bad. Right, that was a bad movie made during COVID. We need to get this out so we can drive people to the streaming platform. Right, just stop doing that. Just we want to. We'll watch your streaming platform for re- reruns of Thrones, 
Sopranos, Oz, shit like that. And whenever you get around to making something, it doesn't have to be right now. Right. Then put it out. Mm. Like you, they put out Christmas Story Christmas this year. Oh, dude. tremendous Christmas. Really movie. good. Just really wonderful. Good. Yeah. Fucking Ralphie just looks exactly the same. And he's like five feet tall. He's so <laughs> such a tiny person. But they all are. Him and Flick and, and uh, Schwartz are all three just tiny little men. Yeah. You know? And it was funny and it made sense. And, and it I had really, really good, it. really good uh, soft moments, too. Like yeah. when, when he's crying about his dad and can't do it. And like I said, that one scene said it. I mean, he just he it was there was bacon. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the bread was coming up and then that just, you know. Yeah. yeah so. um, they've done lots of cool stuff. The. Uh, they got all kinds of little shows on. There's no reason to rush to make a Wonder Woman movie, right? I mean, know? she's of the she's one of the pillars of the fucking DC universe. It's one of the biggest ones. I would say the second biggest one. It's one of the ones you can't afford to miss. Exactly. It's, it's like Superman. They missed on Superman so many times. Yeah. Um, Superman Returns is a tremendous movie. It's really good. I think it's finally getting its due because people are putting stuff in it and it's like, man, it's such a good movie, and it really is a good movie. But it's been a couple years since I watched it. It's so good, man. Brandon, I enjoy it. Brandon Ralph did such a good job. And Kate Bosworth was Kate Bosworthy, you know. She um, even did the accent of she even talked like the original Lois Lane. A lot right. of people don't know that it is a sequel to, to the Superman ones in the 80s. Two. It's a, it's a sequel to Superman 2. Oh, did they they pretended like 3 and 4 didn't happen? Of course. That's good. Yeah, good idea. Because they didn't. <laughs> I refuse me. I refuse to accept it. Um Richard Pryor what was that? I mean, some that was back in the in the time when you became a successful comedian and then you had to be an actor. And but he's not a bad actor. So no. Richard Pryor is a really good actor. That's just a really stupid fucking movie in a stupid role. But who's going to turn down a Superman movie? Even he read that he's like, this is a piece of shit because mm-hmm. Richard Pryor is a really smart guy. They should let him punch it up. <laughs> Got Pat Oswalt to punch up. Yeah, punch ups. I'd like to do punch ups. I think I'd be pretty good at it. I don't know. Yeah, Carrie uh, Fisher was a script doctor in Hollywood for a long time. She would punch up, not even adding jokes, but like. I'm not talking about jokes. I'm talking about. Like being uh, being a script doctor? Yes. That, it seems like a very nice, lucrative little career. And you you might not get any of the credit, but. You get paid. You get paid. Yeah. Like, uh, it falls in line with my script doctoring of like Star Wars Episode One and stuff like that, how the storyline I. I came up with this was a really good storyline. Um, at least I thought it was. I mean, but there's so many things in this life that I'm not, don't get to be confident about. That is one thing that I'm extremely confident about is my ability to create story. So, um, that and my, uh, willpower to do things when I really set my teeth to do it, you know, other than that, I'm, Remarkably spectacularly average, but that's okay. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> well, but then re- average is good because average can you can build yourself into something pretty great. Mm-hmm. You can't reach the heights of somebody who's who both has the drive and the gift, but n- hardly anybody who has the drive has the gift. You and know what I mean? Anybody that has the gift has the drive. drive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I meant. You know, it's um, it, it's. You know, I know so many guys who I know three guys offhand. I know who could probably could have played in the NFL, or at least played in a college, in a fairly large college, and done really well. Um, none of them turned into anything. Not not that they didn't turn into good people or whatever. I feel like you're talking about me. Well, you were a good athlete. I was offered 
small scholarships. Sure. But I could have uh, played a year here and moved up. I just didn't want to play anymore. Well, I, I was tired of getting beat up every day. I was talking more about people. Like, okay, you said this yourself. When you went to the camps, you were the smallest guy there. Yeah, as a lineman, I was. Right. So, yes, you would have been an undersized lineman, but you could have been great. So, in that sense, yes, I was talking I could have lost weight and became a linebacker, but I didn't. Did you have the speed? <laughs> uh, I was running. North-south speed. I was running like five. Five one. That's not bad for a lineman. Three hundred and fifteen pounds. That's really good. My God, that's good. But it's t- it was timed inaccurately. It's probably closer to five five. I have no idea. I mean, but five one is if you break five. I mean, that's that's a that's a fucking achievement. You know, I never had that speed. I couldn't these, have played. These guys were these guys were uh, the linemen. There were running. They were running fives. Yeah, four nines maybe. Some of them maybe. All right. Um. I believe all those things can be offset. I'm, as we've discussed before, I think that in, if a human being can imagine it and they have at least a base amount of ability, they can do it. So, um, no, but I was talking about more, you know, people I won't mention on air because I don't, I'm not trying to insult them. And it wasn't the fact that they were lazy or anything. They just, they didn't have the hunger. They just, they didn't have it in them, you know. And it's also because they were just handed everything. I'm not talking about they were handed everything in life. I'm talking about everything they tried to do, they were good at it. So, therefore, they didn't feel the need to try that much harder. You know what I mean? It's like I always tell Annie. You know, Annie is like me. She's strong, built, born with a bit of ability, you know, stuff like that. But she has drive and she has this indomitable spirit and she's going to do it. And, you know, that's I, to me, that's priceless. So, um, but no, I mean, getting back to the thing, those are really the only two things I feel. But those are two pretty good things in life. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what were we talking about? We're talking about, uh, yeah, Kingdom Come. Yeah, you see that uh, Disney fired their CEO and brought in their old CEO, and they were going to restructure Phase Five to focus on quality over quantity. Well, I mean, they should have been doing that from the fucking beginning. That's what I don't understand. You didn't have to make everything. Just make make five good things, and I, I, just admitting that that is mentality, crazy. yeah, that mentality is just so fucking. I mean, yes, you're going to make money. They're not going to not make money. But Thor: Love and Thunder was an abject failure. Um, it was not good. Um, it, uh, I felt like it expressed disdain for the entire genre. Yes, it did. I felt like it was making fun of the people that like those type of movies. I think it probably was, even though, man, Christian Bale was wasted. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's such a good villain. And in a, and in a dramatic context, Gore the God Butcher would have been the most terrifying villain. To, he would have been, He's more terrifying than Thanos. For one thing, he's more powerful than Thanos. Um, Never got a hint of that. No. You know, he was just a creepy, skinny guy. He, in, in that, in the storyline that I read, which they were basically loosely on, he killed every almost every god and then thor three different versions of thor from theater of timelines had to unite to beat him old thor young thor and the thor we're familiar with so and they all three had hammers and old thor was awesome because he was missing an eye you know and young thor was awesome because he's young and got all that fucking unbridled ability but he's kind of he hasn't got the bit of a wild card yeah and then the thor we knew was the glue in between those, you know, he knew when to go crazy and when to not maybe not have an older man's caution. So, um, it's a great storyline. And then this, the God bomb, they dropped this big bomb on the, on everything. And it almost erased creation. It was a great fucking storyline. 
Um, Natalie Portman's character was not anywhere near it. Um, God bless her. And, the, like and, her and no, and it's not know. her fault. And the fact that they converted Thor to a female is fine. I don't care. I mean, you know, it happened in the comic books, and it's and it's actually a good storyline. Didn't like that they <laughs> had to CGI her muscles. Did they really? Mm-hmm. Well, she's a tiny little woman. Yeah, but get jacked. She tried. She worked out a lot. She probably did. And if you see pictures of her, for her, it was quite impressive. But that only made her slightly above average. Yeah. Because she's below average. She's tiny and skinny. Um, she's four foot two. A lot of people don't know that. I'd say she's, what, maybe five, two, four, maybe. Maybe. I guess um, I could look that up. How tall is Natalie Portman? Kat Denning's really short, isn't she? Yeah. Paul, with all that packed in there. With all them tits. That ass, too. She, and she's... her. Her tits and ass are so big she can't run. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're probably right. No, no, that happened on uh, One Division. She was trying to run and she was doing that. That yeah. she just can't run because she's just girls with big tits usually hold oh, hold a, their knockers. All right, help five three. She's five three. We we were right in the middle. I mean, I said two. You said uh, four. She's five three. Mila Kunis for some reason is telling me is five four. Hmm. Um, Ashton Kutcher six two. It's a good height. Tessa Thompson, 5'4". Keira Knightley's 5'7". Hemsworth, 6'3". I don't know why it's telling me this. Scarlett Johansson's 5'3". Because it's just all the Marvel people. Jake Lloyd is 5'5". That is uh, magnificently dope. Yeah. Is that from Kingdom Come? Yes. That's when um, there's this part of it where the Justice League gets back together. And all these younger superheroes who are really powerful but have no respect for anything are fighting, and then they they have disdain for him. And then, and then Superman himself comes back and starts fucking them up. Like there's a scene where they're on this bridge and they're fighting, and you just see a blue blur, and it catches a bus, puts it up back on the on the bridge, grabs this one guy in armor, rips his fucking armor off, tosses him aside, blocks bullets and shit, and just walks right into him. They're bouncing off his face and stuff, and just fucks him all up by himself. Then another group of these young punk superheroes they're going to do something. They look up and they see the Justice League hovering there, getting ready to fucking fuck them up. <laughs> and they do. <laughs> Speaking of throwing buses, um, in the Shazam trailer, the new one, mm-hmm. uh, there's a part where Shazam picks up a bus and throws it at an enemy. And then he goes, I just picked up a bus and threw it at a guy. I love my life. And fans... Yeah, why, why are they bitching about that? So they much? bitched about it so much that they're removing it from the movie. But what what I think they don't understand is he's a 15-year-old kid. He would say something like that. Right. You know? It's not like his personality goes and away. I think Zachary Levi could deliver that line. He did. I mean, it, I mean, it well. I mean, yeah. he could deliver it well. I just like that. That's, I mean, I understand like all the stupid humor that they throw into these superhero movies. But that one, yeah. that one should stand because he... It's literally a 15-year-old boy that somehow can say Shazam and turn into this big jacked monster dude. Right. It's weird. Just let him let that one slide. The yeah. first Shazam movie is excellent. Isn't it? It's excellent. a great Christmas movie. Excellent movie. Yeah. It's just good altogether. I you know, the Superman scene at the end is amazing. Um I just feel like I feel like they've had so much potential to do something great and they just haven't delivered. And I feel like James Gunn is going to do that. I hope so. Well, we, I mean, he delivered with Peacemaker. He delivered with Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. It was so much fun. Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yeah, all both fucking, of those. They're all, they're all amazing. That new one is going to be fu- something else. I hope so. It's dude. 
it's going to be rough. I think it's going to be because it's going to be darker than the other two because um, it's ending. Yeah, Rocket is probably going to die. Um, I would say Drax is going to die. He'll find out Gamora's his daughter. Spoiler alert. Um, and that scene with Peter, I don't know who is on the table then. You know, he's screaming over something. Chris Pratt is an amazing actor. He is very good. All of them are. They all do a great job. Um, but I, I think it's in good hands, and I can't wait to see what he's doing. Marvel, on the other hand, has all they're they're the heavyweight fighter that got lazy, and everybody else are, and the, and their opponent creeped up around them and started you know was willing to work harder. They're Rocky and Rocky Three, mm-hmm. and DC is Club of Lang. So um, they they uh, they're inviting Marvel's wife to come back to their hotel room to see what a real man's like hey woman hey woman <laughs> he's a paper champion <laughs> i whip that chump everybody's always a chump yeah or a fool kind of makes me want to look up some clubber lang highlights <laughs> might do that like how mr g just played mr t well yeah why would he play anybody else and he was also b.a baracus see what we can find as far as clubber lang here we go this sucker, no statue. Sucker. I'm guts. I told you I wasn't going away. You got your shot. Now give me mine. Why should you get the hell out of there? You know, he wasn't wrong. I ain't that. going nowhere. And why don't you tell all these nice folks why you've been ducking me? Politics, man. This country wants to keep me down. Keep everybody weak. They don't want a man like me to have the title because I'm not a puppet like that fool up there. You know, you've got a big mouth, you know. Why don't you come out and close it, bad boy? Come on. Come on. Come on. I've been watching clips of uh, Deontay Wilder and, and, and Fury. I'm ranked number one. One! That means I'm the best. But this bomb is taking the easy matches. Fight another bomb. I'm telling you and everybody here, I'll fight him anywhere, anytime, for nothing. Fight him, But you people ain't never going to see it happen because he's going to retire. You see, he don't fight no real man. He fight them set up. What? You're as disgraced to this sport. Shut up, old man. You and that chump don't know where I had to come from. Bad boy, your family doing real nice, ain't it? You call yourself a fighter? Prove it now. Give me that same chance. The way you've been ducking is the disgrace. If he ain't no coward, why don't he fight me then? I can't listen anymore. This hey, anytime. I don't care what you rank. You don't get no shot, and I mean that. I'm glad you people are seeing this here. What are you doing? Because I, I want to fight this guy. You <laughs> got him. You fight him without me. What are you saying? It's finished. Forgot about Mick. Burgess Meredith was was the shit, dude. He's such a good actor. Hey, woman. Yeah. Hey, woman. Listen here. Taya Shire. She was so cute. Yeah. Maybe you like to see a real man. I bet you stay up late every night dreaming you had a real man, don't you? I tell you what. Bring your pretty little self over to my apartment tonight, and I'll show you. I'd have picked up something no matter what. Standing in the fucking sky. Great, uh, it's great. <clears throat> I think the world uh, longs for when movies were like this. Yes, because the biggest movie this year was Top Gun Maverick, and it's the most long shot, and it's the most eighties movie there was. It is so good. Yeah, every second of that movie is entertaining in yeah. one way or another. It is entertaining as fuck the entire time. And it didn't pussyfoot around. It didn't fuck around. Right. There's like a love interest there's all the, there's all the things you want in a movie right what was another one that was real big that no really nobody expected everybody expected maverick to be big i don't think they expected no that big 
Mm-mm. And it was it was done like three years ago. They just had to wait for uh, COVID, and and then I think they waited for another year because of uh, maybe something to do with China. There was like that movie didn't go to China, right? They did not play that movie in China, and it's still the biggest fuck China. Yeah, fuck them. I'm sick. I'm sick of them fucking set. Have you seen? Shit have you seen a bunch of fucking? Have dopes. you seen how they changed things for China? Like Marvel does it. Yes. Like the Black Panther uh, poster in America was the character in his suit without his mask on. Mm-hmm. In China, they put the mask on him because he's a black guy. Are they that racist? Yes. Um, well, they're one of the most racist countries because they have all this weird internal racism. Yeah. Um, and it extends between to, mainlanders. And well, I mean, just different other Asians, different clans of people. Like you have the you have the Manchurians who are a different ethnic group. You have the Mongolians who are, you know, connected. You've got, you know, the Han Chinese. You've got the the, the, the Chin Chinese in there. And, and they're not they're not the same groups of people. They even speak different dialects. You know, it's crazy to even consider that much racism in one country we have racism here we really do but we all speak the same language essentially we Mm -hmm. all you know we can tell each other to fuck off and we'll understand it right you know right um they uh uh the sorcerer supreme and dr strange they changed that from a korean guy or whatever he was supposed to be to a white lady yeah um the half second lesbian kiss in the last star wars movie or the one before last they cut that out for the Chinese market. Um, they begged the Top Gun Maverick people to take uh, whatever flag it was on Hong Maverick's Kong. jacket Hong Kong. off of the thing so they could put it out in China. And they said no. Um, they begged Tarantino to take out the Bruce Lee stuff so they could put it out in China. And he said no, which I respect a lot because that's billions more dollars right. that they're turning down. So they dictate a lot of what we put out. We're making movies for a small group of people here, at least the big mainstream movies. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're made for a small group of people here and hopefully the people in China watch it. Right. It's very weird. We shouldn't be doing that. No. We sh- they they should learn English. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm no, joking. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's the thing though is that you know you get you do get those people who think the whole world should speak English and English isn't even the most spoken language in the world, so it's not even the most spoken language on the continent. Wait, yes, how it, many yes, people is in Mexico? Yes, it is. I was gonna like how many people are in Mexico? Well, they're in they're in Central and South America. Mexico is considered North America. It is considered North America, yeah. but I think we have more people than Mexico. We do. Okay, but we got a lot of Spanish speakers here. We do. But they also know English. Mm-hmm. Then you got the Frenchies up in Canada. That's not even really a country. Yeah, but uh, all of Canada speaks English. You know? Yeah, they all know both. Yeah, it's not even. Yeah, it's definitely not the most spoken language in the world. I'm guessing that's some dialect of Chinese. Wouldn't you guess? Yeah, of course it Probably. would be. Yeah. Or or in India, you know. Some, yeah, some there's language. a shit fuck ton of people there too. And there's lots of different languages in India. You've got Punjab. You've got, uh, you know, I, I can't remember all. The there's things. a movie. I might watch that some bitch this evening. Um, it's getting rave. An reviews. Indian action movie. R R R. I'm getting rave reviews here. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is just a wild fucking crazy thing. I'll play the trailer just in case you've never seen it, but it's on Netflix. I might watch that some bitch. It's like three hours. Long. What they did 
is they took the two biggest action stars from Bollywood and one of their other. There's multiple kind of Bollywood places, but it's not Bollywood. There's right. some other wood. Mm-hmm. They took the two biggest action stars and put them in the same movie. So to them, everybody's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. putting Tom Cruise and Arnold Schwarzenegger in a movie together right. in the yeah. '80s. Right. All right. See how wild this thing is. Now, if you were to watch a movie like this, would you listen? Would you watch it dubbed or would you subtitles? Uh, subtitles. Okay, mm-hmm. me too. Fucking down, dude. I am so down. Pulling you to go all day. Where to Motherfucker fighting a tiger and shit. What is it? The music is awesome. Next to uh, England, India has a massive steroid epidemic. Oh yeah! All the even all the women are on them. It's because the men kind of look feminine. I mean, they're hairy and stuff. Uh, no, man. I mean, a lot of them are very masculine. Uh, I just, they have slight frames compared to what I'm used to. Mm, I, I mean, un, unsteroided. I think it would depend on where you are in the country, because they're going to have ethnic groups that are large. Is that a lady that looks it's, white? Yes, yeah, she is. Jesus. Damn. It's crazy. They don't use special effects there. They don't? That guy had to fight a tiger. Oh, fuck you. I'm sure their special <laughs> effects are probably well beyond ours. They're probably getting there. Well, I mean, but they use a lot more practical. Yeah. A lot of people getting hit in the face with shit in this. It's great. Indian women are so hot. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Just going for it. I love that they do the thing. It's where they do their own thing. Yeah. You know? I'm in. I might watch that some bits and pieces. It, looks, it, looks it really is three good. hours long. But I'm gonna start with Band of Brothers again. I started. I've started watching. The I first still haven't watched um, All Quiet on the Western Front. I haven't seen that yet. That's a commitment. It's about three hours long. Mm, that's also subtitled. Yes. Mm. Let's do favorite things so we can actually talk about what we've seen this week instead of. Not doing that. Let's see here. Uh-huh. Favorite things. Dur, dur. There we go. Oh, 
Favorite Things, episode 403. Okay. Yeah, um, man, that RRR looks fucking dope. It really does. Um, well, the James Gunn thing is a favorite thing. Um, the fact that he's really leaning heavy into Kingdom Come, that I know that's where it's going. Um, oh, we've been talking about Kingdom. We talked about Kingdom Come the first time Frampton was on here. Yeah. Like in 2015. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of your heart's desire for them to go that direction. Absolutely. I, I thought that that's where they should have gone originally. Like I thought that when we've talked about this before that Marvel had their end game being like infinity war and end game and DC should have had a similar structure and their end game should have been kingdom come. But once they were done with kingdom come, it should have been over. Yeah. And give it a 10 year rest and yes, do something else. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all the other thing that I'm, uh, the dark towers being made. Mike Flanagan. Yeah, making a series. Yes, Mike Flanagan, who was behind Dr. Sleep, who I've been really leaning into um, the Shining stuff lately. Um, I thought it was masterful. Again, I, I, I love Dr. Sleep. I thought there were some weak points. Um, as I said, the, the lead actress, that girl, I didn't think she was very good. I thought she was good in parts, but I didn't think she was t- did very well in some parts. Um, Ewan McGregor, of course, was great. Mm-hmm. Um What's her name? Uh, the Irish Irish lady, she Dolores Hula. She was in Dune. Um, the mom in Dune. Yes, I forget her name. Gladys. Let's call her Gladys. Flo. Here's um, um, here's a little tweet thread. James Gunn. This guy put uh, James Gunn Superman premiered forty four years ago today. Yeah, and um, he saw it opening day, and Jim Lee, who's a writer for DC Comics, mm-hmm. also saw it. Also saw it on opening day at the same theater, so they might have been in the theater together. That's pretty cool. I Jim love that Lee, they're celebrating Superman. Jim Lee's not only a writer; he's one of the greatest artists to ever yeah. fucking pick up the pick up the instrument. Um, I, I like the fact the you know why he's stressing the old Superman movie and stuff like that because that's the route they're going. They're going back to the. They're going to do another origin story and do scout. an actual origin story of superman not flashbacks not all that shit tell the fucking story give me a three-hour superman movie what a poster dude it is dude i want that poster richard donner fucking and and the fact that what kills me is that the donner cut of superman 2 i read the the breakdown of it awesome made we don't have way it. more sense no we can you can rent it or buy it it might be on they they reproduced it like they they finally released it okay it might be on hbo max uh maybe i don't know yet uh but i know you can rent it for a little bit of nothing um i i just think that's where they're going they're going to um and then shift it into gears with the you know moving into the kingdom come uh superman which is a far different animal apparently so. there was a story about uh the hollywood reporter wrote a story about something that's going on at DC James Gunn's firing everybody or, or shutting things down. And he said it. So as for the story yesterday in the Hollywood reporter, some of it is true. Some of it is half true. Some of it is not true. And some of it we haven't decided yet whether it's true or not. So he's responding to things. Right. I think the, the DC, the uh, wonder woman three is completely scrapped. It's, yeah. Uh, you don't need it. it. No, nobody wants it. No. So, so wonder woman two was awful. Why would you want a third one? Um, tweets that out. See, he's stick man. He's sticking to Alex Ross. He all of his stuff. I've noticed that James Gunn has a real uh, artistic, like visual sensibility. All of it is going to look like that, like within reason. Like those are old spandex suits that that, that they're wearing. Um, 
So the suits will be a, a combination of that and what we've got now, which look better, mm-hmm. you know. So, but it's going to be slanted more towards. I'd like that. this the Superman suit not to have scales. Yeah. But uh, um, he says, uh, we know we're not going to make uh, every single person happy every step of the way, but we can promise everything we do is in the service of the story and in service of DC characters we know you cherish and have cherished our whole lives. As for more answers about the future of the DCU, I will sadly have to ask you to wait. We are giving these characters the story, the time, and the attention they deserve, and we ourselves still have a lot more questions. I think he's going to let a couple years pass before they release something. Because they're going to make something really great. And you see how, and, and this is one thing that I've noticed too, you see how that Superman is always in the front. In the front. Superman is going to remain Superman. That was, I, I was so scared of. I thought, I'm, I was terrified. I was like, they are going to take Black Adam and turn him into a new Superman, and they're just going to forget Superman. And I would never have watched another DC fucking movie. I wonder if they're going to go ahead with the Michael B. Jordan Elsewhere that would be Superman. awesome. Uh, his name's Valzod. That would yeah. be a great fucking. I would like to see that. Um, I just, you know, for me, Superman is always going to be Clark Kent. You know, and it's going to be, you know, Iowa. I mean, Kansas farm boy. That's what it's always going to be for me. Um, I don't know. It, it's just such a iconic character i believe you should try to stick him as close to his roots as possible mm-hmm. so um but yeah the val zod storyline is great it's 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 very well written it's entertaining i would like to see a show or maybe a movie made about it and it would be great but that's going to start spark a lot of hatred between two different groups people who want him to be the actual superman and people who are who are racist who don't want that to happen at all then you have people in the middle who feel that's a great Superman, but this is the Superman that you go ahead with because this is closest to the storyline, right? So I don't yeah. know. I mean, there is everything so polarized now, polarized over fiction, over fucking fiction. And people are arguing on Twitter about Miles Morales and Spider Man. He's fucking awesome. I like him. I mean, I've never, I've only seen him in the uh, in the video game mm-hmm. and in the. Cross or the Spider Verse movie. I love that fucking movie, Great man. Movie that 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 one's coming out pretty soon too. Like, like the the second one. Yeah, uh, this one's across the Spider Verse. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, I th- I think it's going to be fucking awesome. But I don't. Oscar s- Isaac is playing Spider Man two twenty ninety nine. Yeah, that's fucking that's great. I, I don't understand. Like, I guess I guess they think that Miles Morales was just created to to pander. Which might be true. No, it's not true at all. Miles Morales has been around for a long, long time. But is this he, is before any of that? Any of this happened? Is he? Um, he coexists in a universe yes. with regular. Yes, with Peter does. Parker. Yeah, I mean, I don't see a problem. But also, there's Spider Gwen. Yeah, there's you know, there's Spider Pig. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, I, I like. Oh, there was Noir. Scarlet Spider, yeah. who was Ben Riley, who was a clone of Peter Parker. Yeah. Really cool suit. Like it's very almost stripped down. I'll show you this, the the uh, Scarlet Spider suit. There, uh, there was these uh, this super team that were just Spider Man pastiches, and they were fucking awesome. They just the uh, the pol- politization polit- politicization of superhero characters. I know they've there's always been political undertones in every story, pretty much ever told. Sure. But, but not to the extent it's getting now. weird. Yeah, it is. Um, 
Okay, Scarlet. I got to get off all the kingdom come. I mean, even though there's so many fucking... I could spend an entire day just looking at kingdom come pictures. I did that with uh, with uh, Game of Thrones fan art one day. Yeah, there's some really there's good some ones really, out there. really, really cool shit. The one with uh, Robert and uh, Rhaegar on the Trident is one of the coolest fucking things I've ever seen. Here we go. Scarlet Spider. Uh, there's so many good images. This is a that's a good picture. That's dope. Got, got kind of hoodie. kind of a hoodie. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a a homemade kind of suit because Ben Riley um, got Peter. Uh, it's one of the most notorious, awful. It's not an awful storyline, but it was one of the most storylines that pissed so many people off. They said that the Spider-Man from the 70s wasn't actually Peter Parker. Peter Parker had gotten put into a cloning tank and been asleep for that long, and then Ben Riley was actually it was it was had stepped up to become Peter Parker. Then once it completely went off the rails and people got so pissed off about it, instead of sticking with it, they switched and said, "Or oh, we're bringing Peter Parker back and Ben Riley is going to be either just expunged or you know, and they made him into a completely secondary character. And when did they do this? Dude, it's been 90s. the 90s. Um, so they said for 20 plus years, Spider-Man had not been Peter Parker. It was actually Ben Riley, And people were like fucking losing their minds. By that time, I'd been out. I, I got out of the comic book game. I was like, I don't really care anymore. You know, I'd stopped reading comic books. The only comic books I kept reading were stories like Dark Knight Returns. Kingdom Come, not necessarily Elseworld stories, but one shots. I like one shots that tell a story arc, and that's it. I don't need years and years of storylines. So, um, one of the ones they'll never do for DC, I would like to see, is called Identity Crisis. It is violent. It is fucked up. It's like subversive. Like it, it, it paints some of the DC characters, even the ones we love, in not such a positive light. Um, a woman gets raped inside jail headquarters. Um, Batman, everybody's mind gets wiped. Batman starts being Batman starts to put things together. And the end panel is him figuring out what's going and screaming and throwing a batarang. And then it flashes again. And the picture says, and it's Superman's thought bubble. It says Bruce wouldn't have, wouldn't have accepted what happened, but he needs to be, he needs to understand some things are bigger than the Batman. Hmm. And then it says family picture and it's smashed. Yeah, so it's like that one picture of the Justice of, League. of the Justice League, and everybody's smiling and happy, you know, like almost like a fifties, yeah. So and it, and it was smashed, and that's the end of the Batman's got an apron on, like, <laughs> just the cook. Well, they were probably had you know they did things like that, and they you know, but it was really that vibe. But that's what made it so much more brutal is the fact that they were a family and they were keeping something in house because it's such a good story and it's a fucking mind blower. It's written by a. Um, his name's Rags Morales, who is a uh, detective story writer, and is a really great one. And he wrote this as a, like this one story arc, and it's I love it. I absolutely love it. Blew my fucking mind when I read it. It is a Justice League, yes. So two thousand four, yeah, June to December. So they do like a four month or six month uh, runs on stories. Yeah, it was just uh, like one of those standalones. I don't think it, it affected any other continuity. It was just you know. Kind of like Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come does not figure into the regular DC continuity. It's starting to because it was such a popular storyline that they, they're making that in DC Comics the official history, the official future of DC Comics. I think that was a mistake. Um, as much as I love it, I think that those... Is that the cover of one of them? Yes. That's uh, 
pretty crazy cover. Yeah, the artist was a really it was a really good artist too. Um, wow. That's, yeah, dude, it was fucking rough. Boy, they look up the put uh, identity crisis uh, team picture in and see what you get. I mean, it's a really you'll know what I'm talking about. He was getting ready to fight and attack all of them because he felt like he they betrayed him and then they wipe his mind again and then they pretend nothing ever happened. And I love that the fact that Superman saying, you know, Bruce wouldn't have accepted this, you know, and some things are bigger than the Batman. I thought that was such a powerful line, you know, because he's compromising himself somewhat, but he didn't have really what choice did he have, you know, so. I'm not finding the team picture. Maybe you can find it. It's a crazy story. I um, to read that. Yeah, I think that you should get uh, Kingdom Come um, and start with that one. I think you should probably... You don't really need to because you've... Is it Justice League Kingdom Come or... Just Kingdom Come. So if I just type in... You can probably get it at Thrift Books. Thrift Books for five sixty nine. Really? Mm-hmm. Fuck! I'm going to buy a copy myself. Oh, this one's part of the Kingdom Come series. Oh, wait a second. Let me see it. This might be the novelization. I want the pictures. It's mass market paperback. You would have to say, "Oh, here's the one you might be, you might want." Actually, uh, here's the one. It's fifty dollars. Hardcover though. Um, you might be able to. I've got it. I've got it on my Kindle. I forgot. Huh. Um, you, I might just let you borrow it and read it. Um, here is the. You can tell that at once it was a family photo and it got smashed. Ah. It got smashed in the because a woman got attacked so brutally and raped and beaten. Wow. That, that that happened. Who's the fella in the middle there? Hawkman. Hawkman. Yeah. Uh, who's... Um, I really like the, the direction they went with that in DC. I like the Look character. That the cover. To play him. Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'll find you some Kingdom Come fucking pictures, and they are just... Alex Ross is a... You know, he's, he's taught in fine art class. Man, this is the one you showed me earlier where everybody's hovering. Yeah, I mean, they're getting ready to fucking just wreck shop. Just and they're <laughs> mollywop everybody. Yeah. Um, Who's the fella standing there with his arms folded? I can't see. Little black fella. That is... I don't see him well enough. Maybe I can zoom. See, such a large, there's such a huge roster of characters. There's actually, in, in the back of Kingdom Come, like the, the, the giant one, they tell you who each character is. They've got a number on them and then you can read down and see who they are. Um, here's, the, here's the one. Can you see him now? I zoomed in on him. I'd have to look it up. Is that Black Bolt? That guy it might be because Black Bolt was in it. No, not Black Bolt. Uh, Black Lightning was in that it. That guy. Yeah. Uh, here's where Superman first comes back. God damn it. Is that Harley he, Quinn? He's got a well, it's, it's the Joker's... Uh, it's a descendant of the Joker. It might be the Joker's daughter, which I think was a cross-dresser. And then that big armored thing that he just ripped apart with his, just like it was fucking made of just paper. Paper mache. Yeah. And it was, and he's, 
and everybody's standing there cheering because like Superman's been gone and it's this huge fight and Norman McKay is this preacher and he's watching this whole thing. He's got the the uh, um, the specter with him. The specter is this old character who they brought back who charges Norman McKay to watch what is going to happen that's going to be Armageddon. That's the whole thing. He's a preacher and it's biblical Armageddon, right? So um, and the whole world's just gone to hell and then um, there's this big fight happens on this bridge and they're all fucking each other up and Norman McKay is just like they're going to destroy the whole world what are they going to do and that's when the blue blur happens and people just, one just shows a guy getting knocked over and then it shows like the like I said the thing getting ripped and it shows like this whirlpool like this water like pick it and help pick the bus up and shit and then it just Superman fucking hovering there Hmm. And everybody's screaming and cheering like it's like a return of the old days, you know, where we had this guy to protect us all. And it was fucking awesome. And then, but Norman McKay realizes he's just like, this isn't the end. It's just the beginning of the thing because Superman is a major component with this thing getting ready to happen. So, um, in the end, like I said, uh, spoiler alert. I mean, I don't know if you want to, I mean, not, you're, no, you're, okay. you're good with this stuff, but, um, this massive fight between all these characters spills out in the world. And it's going to destroy the planet. It's, they're all just so powerful because everybody's nuclear essentially. Well, and essentially yes. And, but the coolest line is because he's actually telling the truth. Superman says, and Superman has no ego. I mean, it's, it's amazing. The character that powerful has no ego. And he says, he's telling, uh, Billy Batson, you know, Shazam, he's just like, I can stop this. I know I can stop this by myself, is essentially what he's saying. He can subdue all these fucking superhuman characters. That's amazing to me, that statement, because he's not bragging. It's a statement of fact. And some of these are class 100 strengths. Some of these people are descendants of, you know, some of those powerful. Some of them are gods. Yes, literal gods, and he can defeat them all single-handedly. And... And he says, but I don't know if I should. He said, I'm not a god. I'm not a man. I can't make this decision. And he said, but you are both. So you're going to have to make this, this decision because the bomb's getting ready to drop on him and just kill them all. This giant nuclear bomb. And um, he flies up and then Captain Marvel says Shazam, goes up and chases him, grabs him, throws him, throws him down. And then, you know, Superman grabs his cape as he's going down and crashes to the ground. And then Shazam grabs the fucking bomb and says, Shazam, 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 blows it up. It causes a lot of destruction, kills a lot of them, but it ends it right there. It stops them in their tracks so they everybody can think about what's going on. Like, this has really gotten out of control. So Superman, though, standing there, it's one of the coolest panels. Everything's smoke. His eyes are fucking red. His cape's gone, you know, and he just, he's so pissed off. He goes to the United Nations building, and he's going to tear it down and kill everybody in it. You know, tear it down around their ears. It's the first time Superman has actually been angry. <laughs> and that's what, you know, Norman McKay said. He's just like, after all these years, he's finally let loose in anger that he cannot fucking control and nobody can stop him. Literally, nobody can stop him. So Norman McKay appears to him because he's, he's invisible this whole time. Like he's, a, he's an observer with the specter. So he appears and he, and he calls him Clark. He's, he's like, Clark, they will not forgive you for this. He's like, what they did was awful, but they, but their hands were, you know, basically telling him is just like, now you need to forgive everyone. It makes them quit, and then they end it, and then they have this aftermath. And the and the last part of the story is one of the best ones. They go to eat at this place called Planet Krypton. It's this shitty, fucking, you know, awful 
gimmick fast food restaurant where everybody's dressed up like the old characters. <laughs> and the panel is, they all walk in as their alter egos. Clark Kent, you know, whoever, Diana Prince, I guess her name was. And they're meeting uh, Batman there for dinner. You know, it's after the aftermath, a couple years, maybe maybe a year later. And the guy who opens the door looks like Dean Cain. He's like, greeting, citizen. And <laughs> Superman's sitting there looking at him like this. And Wonder Woman's like, be nice, Clark. You know, so they sit down and it turns out that uh, Wonder Woman's pregnant with Superman's kid. So Lois is going to get mad about this. Lois is dead. Oh, Lois got damn killed. It. Lois got killed before the story ever happened. The Joker got <laughs> the Joker got loose in the Daily Planet and killed everybody. He bashed her head in with a fucking Jesus with a, like a Pulitzer Prize, basically. That's hilarious. I mean, it's it's that's how ironic. Well, and, and that's what sets the whole thing off because Superman, even with all that on the line and and all the things that have happened, he was trying to bring the Joker to trial. He's just like, we have a system in in this world in this country where you go to trial. That's the way it works. I don't you know no vigilante. He's not a vigilante. He never was. So. But there's this other super powerful character called Magog, who wears a golden helmet. He has a power staff, super powerful, can punch, can punch with Superman. And um, he kills the Joker, blasts him through, and just shoots him right through the chest and kills him. So then Superman has them put Magog on trial. And he says, we don't do this. This is a criminal act. He needs to be, you know, all that stuff. And they acquit him. So then Magog gets out and challenges Superman to a one-on-one fight. To, mm. to see who's going to be the real protector. He's like, they want me. They don't want you. You're you're part of a bygone era. I'm the wave of the future. Superman says, I'm above this, flies off, goes to the Fortress of Solitude, closes himself off, does not speak to another human being for a couple of years. And then that's when Wonder Woman... Does he practice throwing a cellophane S? At <laughs> <laughs> does he practice kissing things and making him forget things? God, that's so fucking stupid. I wanted stupid. to kill myself. They did, they, dude, the, the Richard Donner storyline was really good. It, it addressed all that. Um, and addressed it with style and with, uh, but anyway, um, these Magog's leading the thing that kicks it all off after that is Magog leads this, um, group of superheroes against the parasite. The parasite is, um, he's a supervillain and he's pretty powerful, but he's kind of unstable and he's afraid because they're really beating him up real bad and they're going to kill him. Well, one of, one of the characters with him is, uh, Captain Adam and Captain Adam has the power of like, a million nuclear explosions out of him. Well, Parasite cuts him open and he blows up and he takes out all of Kansas, destroys all of Kansas, irradiates a lot more of the uh, those Midwestern states because there's this big famine and all this stuff. And that's when Wonder Woman comes to get Superman, like basically saying, you've got to do something. It's like, we need you because you're the only one powerful enough to stop all this. So the, the Donner cut, we can watch it on Amazon Prime Video for $5.99. Nice. I might do that. Very shortly. That would be great. Because I saw the, I think it was last year, maybe a year before, I had like a week where I just watched only Superman movies. Mm -hmm. Just all old stuff, Superman, Batman, all the old stuff. And I was very disappointed with Superman 2 through 4. Superman 2 had its moments that were good, but those those are the moments that Richard Donner directed. So... All the stuff they did to to alter his story, you know, he shot Superman one and two at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah, because he knew that they, that Superman was going to be a big hit, and so the Saul kinds who are douchebags, butted heads with Richard Donner, and you know, it was some 
something over money or some shit or, you know, some, I don't know what the whole thing was about. It sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. Richard Donner was in the right, of course, because I'm, I'm always going to think Richard Donner. You're a Donner guy. I am a Donner guy. He, he directed the Goonies for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, and, and the Lethal Weapon movies. The guy doesn't make bad movies. I tell you, man, movies now just aren't fun most of the time. I have, sometimes when I get really depressed and all I want to do is sleep, those days are not too often anymore, but it does happen. I will have an 80s movie day and I'll pretend I'm back in the 80s. I watched I'll, Lethal Weapon. Yes, Lethal Weapon movies. Of Robocop. They're good all the way up through. Yeah. Like even four is good. Any Schwarzenegger movie from that era, Total Recall is one of my favorites. Uh, watched The Running Man in a pinch, but Running Man's not a very good movie. I mean, if um, you look, if you look at your regular run of the mill comedy from the 80s before like didn't didn't need real special effects or mm. anything it's just shot so much better than what we have now yeah there's an 80s look to movies like the 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 filming style that i think is much better i think it's i think i think they took it more seriously as an art instead of content well not only that but i think uh i think that film cameras shoot a better product i think they look better i think they look better because they look worse if that makes any sense it looks warmer grittier like um let's just pick a random like um to this day people still talk about um god damn it uh fucking yates sand Oh, uh, Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona. Mm -hmm. I had Arizona. I just couldn't figure out the first word. Um, People still talk about that movie, not only because it's hilarious, but it's shot really cool and everything looks cool. Right. Do we have any movies that are being made right now that we're going to think of 35 years from now? More independent movies. Uh, Ironically, I think a lot of the Marvel movies, the originals were shot that way. Uh, Yeah, till. Till uh, game till recent and, and Spider Man. Spider Man's are still holding up. All yeah, the absolutely. I mean, I, I'm. But like your run, your regular run of the mill comedy. Are we going to think about any of those? No, there's nothing of there's nothing of quality being made. That's not. Let me say that there are some things that are quality, but here's the crazy part: things are now standing out because of their quality. Yeah. As opposed to everything being quality and then you're standing on the story. You know what I mean? Like everything all at once is a form. Everything move. everywhere all at once yeah. is fucking good. I mean, I haven't watched it yet, but I know it's good. Um, Very funny. I'll tell you what movie that is going to be shot. We haven't even discussed this yet. It's a favorite thing. It's going to be shot like an old 80s movie, Indiana Jones 5. I hope so. Mangold is going to fucking nail that. Have you watched the trailer yet? No, let's do that. Let's do that. You're going to get... I get tingles every time I fucking think No, I'm not an Indiana Jones guy. I think I've only seen one of them. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. You're fucking missing out. I I just... I don't know why I've never seen them. I've just seen... I think me and you watched the only one that I've ever seen. See how that shot? Yeah, that's real, too. Yeah. I miss the sea. Waking up every morning, wondering what one God, more adventure beautiful. the new day will bring to okay, us. This looks, this looks like a real movie. Mm-hmm. Keep Those going. Days have come and gone. Perhaps, perhaps not. Sala. I don't believe in magic. Is that what's his face? Sala. A few times. John Reese Davies. Look at that. 
Proceed, oh, wow. Please. Yeah. Things I can't explain. I'll have to wait till I see him talk. And I've come to believe it's not so much what you believe. It's how hard you believe it. <laughs> I can tell by the fact that he... Did you see that uh, little nod to uh, the Millennium Falcon? Yes. This is going to be beautiful, man. Look at this shit. Who is this man? I'm her godfather. Related. Get back. <laughs> <laughs> so much hope. So much okay, hope. Okay, so now I need to watch all the other Indiana Jones movies. I, I would say okay. Let's get the latest one. Don't watch it. Don't watch. Well, you, know, you can, it, dude. It had moments that were really good. I'm sure it does. He's a good actor. I do not understand how I never watched these movies. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know it either. You you finally got in Star Wars. It's going to take me leaning on you to make you watch them. The first I had, I had seen the first three Star Wars, but they were never a giant obsession for me. Sure. Um, if they were on, we'd watch them. Um, the big movies around my house were Karate Kid and fucking Goonies. Sure, and there were all, all great movies. Things like that. You weren't into fandoms back then. No. But fandoms weren't really a thing back then either. That's an, I think, okay, that's the thing I think has killed the industry is fandoms. Yeah, the fandom menace. <laughs> that's, what we're, that's what people like us are called. People that can actually complain about things and want quality. Right. We're the fandom menace. I kind of love that. You need to name the episode that, the fandom menace. There's no possible way that I'm the first person to say that, but we will name the episode. It, it, yes, we will. Well, hopefully we did. But anyway, um, we loved our things, but we weren't so obsessed with them that it's hard to. We both liked them more, but didn't like them more. Mm-hmm. It, I I, can't, I don't even know if there's a word for it to love something so much, but to able to able operate independently of it, and not make your life revolve around it. Right? Yeah. We love Star Wars. Like I remember, I was obsessed with The Empire Strikes Back. I was three years old when that movie came out. We went to the movie theater and watched it. I had all the Star Wars stuff. I had records that you could play on a little record player that you could read along with, with the story. That's great. And it had clips from the movie in it. Uh, and then they had little things where it had like a little disc on the, on the book and you could put this little player on it and would play the, play the thing. The disc was probably cardboard, right? No, no, it was plastic, but they were like, you know, you'd set it on and you'd run it and, and, and run up and it'd play, play a little something. Um, we had the toys, we had all that stuff, but Star Wars wasn't what we always thought about. People, that's all they think about now. Yeah. If that's their fandom, that's all they think about. There are people that literally only watch Disney Marvel and Disney Star Wars. They right. don't know what else is happening in the world. Right, and, and I think another thing that's bad is the fact that they all these things are now under one banner. So Indiana Jones and Star Wars to us were separate. Now, don't get me wrong, it was... I keep saying that too. I need to. I, I say that way too much. I need to alter that. What was um, that? Don't get me wrong. I've been saying that a lot. I'll I'll, I'll pick up a phrase and keep saying it. I Try not like to it. misunderstand me. That's too many words. Just let me say this. Yeah, That's okay. another one. Um, Indiana Jones and Star Wars were part of an era for us, but they were not connected. Like, it's hard to explain. Yes, it gave you a similar feeling, mm-hmm. and. 
it's the best feeling in the world. I wish somebody would come up with a word for what 80s Star Wars and Indiana Jones movies conjure in you, that, that fucking welling up of knowing you're going to love something and knowing you're going to... It's so many fact, so many things come out into one. The smell of popcorn, along with um, the excitement that you're going to go watch something new, the you know the smell of the toys, all those things combine into something. And Indiana Jones was along was along for that ride, and not because Harrison Ford. To me, Han Solo and Indiana Jones were two completely separate people. They did not, you know, I knew they were played by the same actor, I guess, but when I was young, I didn't. To me, the character was real. Mm-hmm. So, but now. People are so obsessed with it that they, you had nobody dressing up as that shit when they went to the movies and all that stuff. They would wear a t-shirt. Hey, look at my cool Star Wars t-shirt. It wasn't, hey, look at me undressed like a Jedi or I am a Jedi. Fuck you. No, you're not. That's an imaginary fucking thing. Stop ruining shit by being so fucking nerdy about it. Um, and it's become so overstated. I think that we need to, and and I think that Lucas and Spielberg creating something so amazing they should be saluted for it but also that was a pinnacle it was it was we were at the apex and now we're on the way down so when you start remaking all those things and stuff like that you're in a valley we need we need new things we need a generation of kids raised on something great that is so fucking awesome that it that it makes them that old those, those things old instead of the big companies that own everything getting those kids that were raised on something to make a new version of that same thing. Right. And then handcuffing them. Well, not only I get them wanting to remake, not remake, but like do sequels to star Wars and stuff, but Mm -hmm. don't handcuff the dudes that grew up on the thing and make it into what it's like. The new star Wars movies don't feel like star Wars. The Force Awakens did it did for a minute for yeah I mean but they're highly unwatchable right they're the rewatchability after the fact is not there for it is bubblegum cinema it is literally bubblegum cinema because you put it in and it's great for a minute and then you throw it away it's not you know how how many times have you rewatched any of the three Star Wars I have not I think I've rewatched them one time a piece I've watched bits and pieces of them but I haven't watched anything um I. Andor I've watched. I've not started. Really fucking yet. good. Excellent. But it's the best quote I've heard about that is the best thing to come along at the worst time. Because had it come out at first and really started something, I don't like it, it. It is too much. You can have too much of something. We have too much Star Wars. We have too much comic book. We have too much all that stuff. I love those things. But you can give me my favorite. Give me ribs every day for a month. You're gonna, I'm not, I'm and I'm going to like ribs anymore. So Yeah, you got to leave them wanting more and then make them wait for more instead of all the time. Well, it's like, okay, Star Wars was a decade. Yeah. Because they were three years in between and they didn't feel the crush to get it done. You know, they had plenty of time to get the special effects done and all those things. They didn't have everything CGI. That's another factor. It's the fact that people were fucking just impatient so they want it now. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. You're not going to get it now. You're going to wait three years, and that's why. And a three and a three movie arc is going to be a decade of your life waiting for the last season of uh, of uh, Stranger Things. The two and a half years or whatever it was yeah. made it so much better when it, it came did. Out. And now waiting two more years for the next one is going to make it so much better when it comes out. Stranger things is the lone exception to the thing that you make the thing again and you call 
and it's a lot of nostalgia, but it, it is its own thing. It stands on its own feet, but it also conjures up all these other things in it, but it is its own thing. It feels, it, it feels like all, like what you were talking about. Uh, the feeling of the feeling of Star Wars. It does. It, it really does, it, doesn't it? It feels because they did it such a good job of right. making sure everybody looks like they're supposed to look. I mean, I've, I've talked about it a thousand times. I'm going to go home and watch it tonight because, you know, it's. You see other movies set in periods like the 80s and us being there, I can tell if there's one little thing wrong. Right. Like they didn't wear their hair like that then. Mm-hmm. And Stranger Things does not get that stuff wrong. No, it doesn't. They get it correct. Every little bit of it is right, and their the kids' rooms look like they should look. Well, and the, the walkie-talkies, yes. little details like yes. that. We all had them. The one lone thing I will say that they messed up is, and by the way, I bought Transformers the movie, so you should watch it. Um, the eighties one, the animated one. Well, I've definitely seen that. One. Oh, it's fucking awesome. It's fucking heart wrenching. Um, oh god, they just they they crushed a they crushed a <laughs> they an, fucking Ned an, Stark a generation of kids. <laughs> they Ned Starked us. They really did, <laughs> and not just them. Hell, I, three of the a pretty major Transformers died in the first ten minutes. Um, by the way, I love that now because it's it's such an awesome thing to me as an adult knowing that they took that risk to make such a great story, but. Um, the Ultra Magnus was a character in Star Wars in Transformers the movie that didn't come out to 1987. They got that one thing they did. I remember. Yeah, I mean, and it didn't kill it for me. I chuckled because I was just like, "Well, they're allowed to slip up because they've made such a tremendous product." And I even, I even fucking qualified. I was just like, "He's such a nerd," but maybe he got a hold of an advanced copy of this character maybe. before it came out. Maybe. I did that. Maybe, I had to do. That. Maybe it was out in the comics because there were comics for him, right? But also, maybe maybe they put it in there so people would. Would note like the one percent of views would notice that, right? Because also they could go, he can go back and take that out. He can. They do that. I don't know if they should do that though. I, I like. I wouldn't. I was. Ex- I was so excited. You know how much an original copy, VHS copy of Star Wars is worth now. The original. I'm not talking about the special edition, which they made this this the official edition. I'm talking about the original, Ooh, where they redid all the CGI yes. stuff. Like, probably in the thousands. It's worth a lot of money, especially if it's in the box and it's in good condition. I'd say it's worth a few thousand dollars. It might even be worth more. It's like because the, if you don't have that version, you can't see the original. Star exactly, because George Lucas doesn't want that original thing seen. To me, that kills it for me in a sense because. Yes, I love the improvements that were made. Most of them. Java's Palace was a fucking lump of shit. They had a fucking musical number. But anyway. Actually, I went and um, when those remasters or whatever you want to call them came out. The I special took, editions. Special editions. I took my girlfriend's little brother at the time to see all three of them when they, they came out. They were fun, out. weren't they? Yeah, it was. Yeah. See, with, he was like eight, nine right. years old. I took Annie to see uh, The Phantom Menace when it was released in 3D, which Ooh. they were going to release all three of them, but it... I don't think they. She really liked it, but she's Annie's not. She's not into Star Wars and stuff like like I was. I mean, I'm. She likes video games and stuff. I, Wait a second. I just saw a Lethal Weapon Five trailer. I don't know if that's real. I don't know if it's real either. I'm gonna look that up. Because it because it seems okay. Yeah, Stranger Things gets that whole feeling right. I mean. There's even a smell to 80s houses. Remember how 80s houses smelled? Yes. Like cigarettes. And polyester and dust. Yes. And it's a beautiful smell. Is that 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 I wish I had once you learn other languages, they have words for things like that. 
I wish I knew more languages because I was able to pull a word out and describe what it is, but I can't. So I don't know, man. Um, so yeah, favorite thing, um, Indiana Jones, uh, the last of us, the last of us is the thing that stands on its own. That doesn't, Mm -hmm. that, that is a tremendous thing by itself. Um, that a lot of groups of kids, I think who were, I was an adult by the time I saw it, but kids coming up watching it have formed an attachment for it. I think that could turn into something huge. Um, not a Star Wars type thing because it's not a crowd pleaser. It's definitely not a crowd pleaser. So, um, yeah, they, they'll off some characters. Oh, they off the biggest character in the yeah. first hour in the second game. Um, I believe that video games are providing us stories that could go that, that route to make things that are great. I believe Bioshock could go that route if they would do something. But we don't have anything like Star Wars or Indiana Jones. There needs to be. I know people say the movies are over, but I don't think they should be. I think there needs to be a thing where people gather and everybody watches the same thing at the same time and like it or hate it, whatever. But it's like going to a bar. Bars are never going to go away. Right. I don't think the movies should go away because that's, that's, it's like a place where everybody can go and sit in the dark for a couple hours and watch a movie. No, the the movies will not go away. Even if they go away in in some kind of fashion, there are going to be places that still have movie theaters. Um, But, I, to to take back everything I've said, uh, in, in a sense, God, I hate when I do that. Um, the the first run of Marvel movies are go, what changed all those kids' lives, and they are that is going to be their Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't like the fact that Disney tries to in a in, in a way keeps on trying to hold on to Star Wars, like when they have their new Star Wars now. You know, they they just need to do it properly, and they're giving them too much. We didn't get that much. We got three movies, and then when we were adults, we got three more. Wait, yeah, to wait 15 years to get three more. No, let's see. Let's see. 85. Uh, 80, 80, no, 83. 83 to 99. 98. So 98, it was 15, 15 years. Yeah. yeah. So um, it doesn't – it feels like so much longer because yeah. the world was such a different place. Time went by slow then. It did, and now it's flying by. It's crazy. It's very weird. Um, I don't know if that's that's our age or it's got something to do with it. That's what every old person says. Like when you get old, time goes by really fast. Summers when you're a child seem to last a lifetime and a great lifetime. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, school seemed to take an eternity and it was not so good lifetime, not so good eternity. Um, Yeah, the 80s. And there's there's actually a, a film critic who talks about why movies in the 80s are so great. And why movies now are terrible? Is it Chris Gore? I think it is. Yeah, and all of I his, watch him a lot. And all of his um, analyses are absolutely dead on the money. He's talking about Darth Vader. Why Darth Vader was such a, an amazing villain, and everything he said was absolutely correct. Um, probably Darth Vader is. I would say I would agree with. I think Chris Gore said he's the greatest movie villain of all time, and yeah. I would I agree. I've watched that. Um, you. For one thing, was it in the how, how to kill an iconic character? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that video. I would almost put it up right now because he says everything that I think. Well, he's talking about it's uh, 15 minutes long. He's talking about um, who's Adam. See, here's the worst part. I can't even think of Adam Driver's character's name. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren is the opposite of everything Vader is. Vader is 
cool, calm, and collected. He is never out. Of, he never gets out of sorts. He never gets. He never full of rage. He's always cold and implacable. And you're not getting in his way. And he's gonna fuck you up if you do. But it's in a, in a dispassionate manner. Just business. You can't bitch and piss and moan and be a little pussy. And even if you're powerful, that takes away from your power. A true villain needs to be inexorable. You cannot stop him. Stoic. So, yes. And that's why Vader's awesome. Empire Strikes Back, the greatest Star Wars movie ever, and one of the greatest movies ever made. That fight between Luke and Vader in that movie is so fucking amazing. It is one of the best things ever put to celluloid. Because that is Vader. If you go back and watch it knowing what you know and, and listen to the analysis of it, they're amazing. Vader is completely in control. One hand, you know, and he's just feeling him out. And you know what he's doing. He's just hurting him. You know what I mean? Irvin Kirshner cannot get enough accolades for me for writing that for directing that fucking movie and writing it and help writing it it's perfect there's not a single moment in that movie that's not perfect and it should have won best picture it was too big at that at that point and people were still sniffing their own farts and stuff like that so it was you know considered silly but it should have won best picture yeah probably it was nominated i believe uh but there was no chance of it winning now it won other things you know, the Star Wars special effects. Yes. Like Star it. Wars lost, won lots of Oscars. Um, 77 Star Wars was nominated because it was a spectacle. It's not because it was necessarily, I love it, but it's not that great of a movie. I mean, it is, but it isn't, you know. Um, well, it's it's mostly like first-time actors. Right. Well, you know? yeah, but they all did really well. They did pretty good. Fuck, man. That, that, that trio of, think about how they were able to sell that dialogue. Now think about any three other actors who are from our generation or older trying to sell that same dialogue. They could not fucking do it. So, you know, um, the Empire Strikes Back. You know that David Lynch was, they were trying to get David Lynch to direct that. That would have been crazy. He wanted to do it, but then he took himself out of the running. He's like, I have ideas for it. And he's like, I think it would be a good movie, but it wouldn't be a good Star Wars movie. He says, my sensibility is different. Also, they enlisted him to do Dune. So, um, which was not good. <laughs> I love it. It's but tough. It's, it's really not good. It's a tough watch. Um, the new one, however, is absolutely. That's another, That's a fandom. That's a potential. But it's, you know what's that, crazy? That's one of those. It's too good to be a fandom. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Also, a lot of times fandoms want to get into the source material, and I just don't see them. It's so <laughs> impenetrable. It is so fucking impenetrable. It's uh, what? How many books are there? Let's see. Dune. Dune Messiah, Children of Dune, God Emperor of Dune. Any of them under four hundred. Chapter pages? House Dune. They're not very. They're not that long. Okay. They are long, but they're not. They're not George they're not, R. R. Martin. No, they're definitely not. But see, it's, George R. R. Martin said he has about four hundred pages left. Five hundred. Yeah, I thought it was five hundred. Something like that. Yeah. But he said he already has a thousand. <laughs> because Winds of Winter. Once he releases that, Winds of Winter. That's another potential fandom. It already is a fandom. It is. Um, once they do, the last season kind of hurt it a little bit, but they're going to be kids who grew up with that, who are going to look at that like we look at the Return of the Jedi. You know what I mean? We were old enough to see the, the flaws. They were not. 
I'm not I'm not old enough to understand. I I just knew that the Ewoks were cute and it was fun. I didn't realize that it was stupid that a bunch of centric teddy bears say, I could de- defeat the Galactic Empire. You know, I didn't think it was stupid at the time. I was four when it came out. See, none of us did. I was. Let's see. I was. You'd been six, I think. Yeah, I was six. I'd have been four. So, and I was like, this is dope. Yeah, exactly. They're funny and they're and they're beating the mean stormtroopers. Sir, even though I knew in the back of my mind there was a sense that. What I'm seeing, every one of them should have been beheaded. Well, no. What I'm seeing is fun, and I like it, but I knew it wasn't as good as The Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes Back was a linchpin for like my whole childhood. It was so good and so so powerful of a movie that I was things were going on there that I didn't understand, but even, but spoke to me on a primal level. I knew how good it was. I knew how good. I knew how it made me feel. I'm like this is kind of scary in parts, but it's really good, and it's you know. It's just so good, yeah. Um, but uh, we were on favorite things. Um, the Last of Us uh, show coming out, the second trailer was really released for that, and it's a f- you haven't seen it. I sent it to you. Did we watch one full length trailer? Did we watch one last week? We might have. Might have been the one we watched last week. Yeah, the one eight days ago. Yeah, we watched it last yeah, week on, yeah. on the show. Yeah, um, it was dope. I enjoyed it. Yes, uh, I think it's going to be great. <sighs> Hope there's no black people in it. <laughs> <laughs> they better not be ruining my making a Mexican into Joe. Shut the fuck up! Can't stand the fucking idiots. I don't care if he's disabled and in a wheelchair as long as he fucking can act. And Pedro Pascal can fucking act. Although. Being in a wheelchair in that world would be a terrible disadvantage. Yeah, you're not going to last. It's going um, to be. You will not be the last of us. <laughs> You'll be the first of us. Yes. <laughs> this is not going to go well for you. Right. I'm sorry, wheels. <laughs> <laughs> if I was in a wheelchair, I would demand that everybody called me wheels. <laughs> I don't want to be called hot rod. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> um, no, I mean, but that's you know favorite things. Uh, the 80s, uh, the way it made you feel, all that. I mean, even Transformers, the movie. I, I went and saw that in the theater, and it was such a great time. I don't think I saw it in the theater. It must have been on TBS or something. No, they it. would. It would. It, I didn't get released. It's one of those movies that can get released forever. ET did not get released until until uh, until videotape until so long e. after. ET won Best Picture the year it came out over over. Uh, um. St- not, I was going to say Star Wars, but he it won Best Picture over, or no, Best Special Effects over uh, fucking Philip K. Dick. Uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Don't give me any. Mean, How he made that world look that way and he didn't win the, he, he lost to a puppet. Well, for one Suck thing, it. he Really, Scott didn't do that. He enlisted people who knew. Well, yeah, but how they did that was insane. Right. He he had to sign off on it. See, that's the thing. All that special effects, the director has to sign off on it. He has to look at that. I like that. I don't like that. Blade Runner is one of the most beautiful movies ever made. Blade Runner 2049 is a beautiful fucking movie. It, it, but the thing is, it looks just as good. I mean, the, the original looks just as good as the new one. That's what's crazy. The, but the thing about that is, is that the is that Von Wave is 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 
smart enough to know. You know that thing we talk about with 80s movies? Mm-hmm. That guy gets it. Every one of his movies has that. <laughs> right. Every one of his movies has the, the feel. Yeah. I watched uh, his first big movie last Sicario. night. Prisoners. Yeah. It, you wouldn't watch it. Um, it's about ch- children being abducted. I can't do that. But I don't want to ruin it in case you do want to watch it. It's on Netflix. But uh, it's the story, not the destination. They survive. Yeah. But um, Hugh Jackman. I um, saw that advertiser. It's very good. It's from like 2013. It's mm-hmm. his first big first big shot. And it flew under the radar. Yeah. Like it was a really good movie, but people didn't go. Everybody, every, all the people that saw it, like in the know that uh, hire people to do bigger movies saw mm-hmm. it and they're like, this guy can make a fucking movie. Right. And it's, I watched it last night. It is very good. That's one of my favorite things. It's very, it's fucked. Yeah. It's fucked. Um, <clears throat> Paul Dano plays a guy with a very low IQ. Spends most of the movie getting the fuck kicked out of him. Um, it's it's like this weird thing. Like um, it, it's revealed later in the story. You guys watch the movie. I'll give you a week to watch it, and then we can come back and and actually. I don't spoil watch Sicario it. yet. Sicario is very good. Yeah. I haven't seen the second one yet. I don't know. But if he didn't Hill direct that. Did that one. No. First one's very good. Yeah. Of course, uh, Arrival. Jesus Christ, dude. Arrival is one of the best movies I've ever fucking seen. It is so. It is nuts how good that movie is, and how much of a gut punch it is. Yeah, it's and then saw the theater. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was sitting at home boohooing, like crying out loud. Dune. Here's the thing about Dune, and I've said this. I wish I went and saw it in the theater. I did. It was great, but the worst part about it was is that even I am so blunted by spectacle movies now that I loved it, but I didn't know realize how much I loved it until I watched it again. Yeah, and it's one of those movies that every time I watch it, I realize how fucking truly amazing it really is. It takes its time. It it story, 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 story is key. Special effects are a tool, but they're a tool done properly. You know, everything looks the original Star Wars. Lucas had a mandate: everything needs to look used, it needs to have nicks, it needs to have all that stuff. He broke his own rules with the prequels. Everything looked new. Everything looked shiny. Now I know that he had a reason for that he said well the world the 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 universe at that time or the galaxy at that time everything was coming out of a golden age and all that stuff yeah 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 i get it it still wasn't it's sort of like uh game of thrones everything looked haggard but then you watch but they house do of it dragon. right they do that right yeah you know, it should have looked haggard and everything right. should look fucked but right. then house of the dragon everything looks pristine exactly and beautiful and great it's in the echo the say there's an echo of an age. It's in the echo of the age of Valyria. Yeah. You know, where the world was truly civilized. And, you know, of course it was a large group of slaves doing all their shit for them. Mm-hmm. Um, As there should be. The fandom in Game of Thrones, to me, I'm all on board for because I'm in it. I um, am too now that I'm reading through the books. Yeah. I really like the Bloody Mummers. They're pretty great. Um, you I, have I didn't know that was their their name. Vargo Hote in, in the and, show. Yeah, they never really said their name in the show. The Brave Companions is also is what they call them. themselves. Yeah, yeah. The Bloody yeah. Mummers, what everybody else. The bloody Mummers, but not in their name. hearing. Yeah, they're not saying from <laughs> Vargo Hote's the one with the lisp. Yeah, he's from. Uh, he's a cohoric. I love co- that they, he's from cohort. They they write his lisp out in. Yes, the, they do in the book. But they all they do that. He's such a. That's a writing a, a risky writing technique that he's really got. Stephen King does it too. Um, Luckily, he doesn't have so many an, an intense amount of lines. 
but right. It's just enough to where you're like, this guy would be insufferable to be around. With oh, dude, he's the worst. List. And he, and then you have uh, Chiswick, um, uh, uh, Septon Ut, who's a fucking yeah. child molester who kills the kids after he fucking, you know. Dude, I, I, then there's a there's a there's a guy from the Summer Isles, a couple of them, yeah. and they're ne'er do wells either too. You know, I like that that they're that they're not only drawn from one group of people; they're all a bunch of scumbags. Yeah, you know? and they 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 switch allegiances. Oh, whenever, yeah, and I like, like in the middle of like that's how, um, uh, Roos Bolton took over Heron Halls because yeah. they just switched allegiances. Well, right Arya away. was and Arya instrumental helped. in that. Yeah, um, with the pigeon pie or. Some sort of pie she took down there. No, it's hot weasel soup. Hot weasel soup. Because <laughs> <laughs> she she was going by weasel. While she right. Arya's story is insane in that book, dude. When she meets this, I don't know if it's a children of the forest. I don't know if it's actually Melisandre. I don't know who she meets, but this old creature looks at her and says, "Just looks at her and is like is taken aback by her, like child of death. Don't look at me, you know, mm. because she's such a dark." Arya's a very dark character. She she's a little girl who murders people. She's literally she so far in the book she's killed at least three people. She uh, killed the stable boy. She killed the guard. She killed who else did she kill? Um, she, uh, she, well, I can't tell you who she kills. Well, I'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, you can tell me. She kills the tickler. Oh yeah, I knew that was going to come. And she kills him in the most awesome way possible. That fight in the book, as as great as it is in the show, is better in the book. The tickler, he's a he's a guy who tortures for the mountain. Yes, he asks the same same questions or over different questions. It doesn't matter. They and he tortures women, children, babies. They tortured babies in the show. They had everybody in the stable and they would call people out, right? But it wasn't the mountain doing it. The mountain didn't. It was the mountains' out. men. It was the mountains' men. It, yeah. It's uh, Oliver, um, Raph the Sweetling. No, he's with. Uh, well, he, I, they, no, he's one of the houndsmen, Raph the Sweetling. Yeah. Um, sh, uh, what is that cat's name? He has really bad teeth, but he's actually kind of a nicer person because uh, Arya talks about him. She describes and said how jolly old Chiswick, who laughs and stuff all the time, if you ask him for anything, he'll just give you the back of his hand. So he's just a sociopath. He's able to maneuver and, you know, seem, he's the one who's telling the story where uh, the, the mountain rapes that little girl. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And, he, and he's laughing his ass off. That's when she has him killed because she's so disgusted by it that she. I love that. When she yeah, we've up, we've only listed the people she personally killed, not the. And then there's three more people that she had killed, right? And I don't know how many more is coming, but there's going to be plenty. Yeah, she. Uh, I like when she, Jacana Carr is in the bath, and she's like, I think it's that one. She's like uh, Chiswick, and he's like, I'll attend his lordship presently. You know, <laughs> you fucking, but. She should have used those. To, I know, and they do it right. Like I, 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 it's enough disbelief for me to. But she should have used those deaths more. Well, she's more a kid. wisely. She's like, I need this right now. Well, she needed the first one. She wanted to see if he'd actually do it. So she used that first death just to see if he on do the it. Uh, page or whatever. No, it was the um, the kitchen guy. Yeah, he's Weiss, like basically the head of Weiss with that yeah. his spotted bitch. She calls her and that fucking awful dog. Who the dog attacks him and kills him and eats it. Yeah, after he's dead, she starts eating. <laughs> <laughs> She's dr- and then they shoot it. At, I mean, it was oh, this a whole fucking thing. And then Chiswick, and then she didn't do the third death. She. Got him. Well, she said. She said his name. She said his name. And he's maybe like, a maybe a man might a, a girl, girl jests. A, mar, a girl might unsay a name. You know, a girl jests or a girl japes. Those are used intermittently. Yeah, interchangeably. I mean, um, I like 
He said, uh, well, a man will do this thing, but a girl will, will lose will lose her only friend. I like when she asked him, would you kill anyone? Anyone. Say I want you to kill the king. He's like, well, it's not magic. Basically saying one left fall, one foot falls the other, and I'm in King's Landing, and then the king dies. You know, that should have used it for him. But she didn't. She's a kid, so. She's the first, okay, for one thing, it wasn't three deaths. It was only two. The first one was a good was a good thing. Chiswick deserved to fucking die. I would have used that death hearing mm-hmm. that story. I think that's the reason he had he had her hear that story. He's such a disgusting piece of shit. He wanted to kill him. Yeah, that but he had he should have had Jockin kill the mountain, is what he should have done. Yeah. She should have done. If I mean, I don't know how the uh, faceless men do their killing. He'd be. He seems like he'd By be a tough son bitch to kill. Necessary? No, not really. He's a man. Yeah. Uh, when you figure out a, a, any person's, for one thing, he's not terribly bright. He's not stupid as people think he is, but he's not that smart. He's a little bit brighter in the book than he is in the. Show. Well, he doesn't. Well, uh, Hofthor doesn't speak any English, so he had to keep his. He had to keep his. He barely speaks. Who am I fighting? That's about the only word I ever heard him say. Exactly. Um, but. They they will once you figure that out, and then, but once that I mean that uh, to to my knowledge that contract does not end with that faceless man. They will keep coming until that person is dead. Oh yeah, because that's their mandate. So if they don't get him, there's the next be one an will army of faceless yeah. men. Yeah. So Arya, in to my mind, in the in the last book, she might just get killed herself. They're not just going to let her go, you know. Oh. That might happen in the last book. Arya might do all this stuff and end up getting killed. I think that might happen. It'll piss people off. Won't piss me off because that'll be a satisfactory ending. Like it's a warrior's death. Exactly. Um, I would like to maybe to see it maybe happen where I don't know some way she could get out of it or something. But even if she crosses the this the sunset sea, they will find her. There is no there is no place a sunset uh, a faceless man will not go. He will find you, and he will kill you. So, um, I mean, I love their whole description. Have you heard their description about how the first person became a faceless man and all that stuff? I don't know if I've gotten there yet, but I don't mind hearing it. They're talking about how they were in the uh, mines under Valeria, and one man just couldn't work anymore, so he looked to another man who asked him to kill him. And he said, and then the first gift was given. And then all those slaves started passing around, who are they going to kill? The faceless men are a direct, are direct result of the horrible way people were treated in Old Valeria. Hmm. And I love Bravos is one of my favorite fucking places because it was the hidden city for a long time. Nobody knew it was there, you know. And anybody that did found it would either be brought into the city to stay there, or they would have been killed. Um. I like I like Essos. That's one of the reasons I like Dance with Dragons so much because it takes place almost entirely in Essos. That's cool. Yeah, it takes place in uh, Volantis, uh, some parts in Pentos. I think um, in uh, they're around Nysar, which is one of the old uh, the Roinar cities. Um, you get to see all this crumbling. You know, Volantis is a cool place. It's got they've got dwarf elephants. You know, towing carts and. Big elephants with people on top of them and howdahs and all kinds of stuff. And then, you know, um, all the red priests and all the crazy stuff going on. Um, it's, a, it's a great book, man. I, um, 
just recently got to where she goes and buys the Unsullied. Yeah. And it's it's hard to believe that didn't that took place so deep into third book. Yeah. You know, because it was it happened pretty pretty quickly in the show. In the show I mean it, it happened in the third season of right. the show, but like um But that's eight seasons, you know, so it's like I know. Like she um in the book or in the book, yeah, she uh they do the negotiations and he's speaking Valyrian and yeah. she's pretending like she doesn't understand. Right. And then they she offers to buy all of them and then they take a whole night to reconsider so they go back on the ship. Right. And there's all kinds of discussion and all that stuff. But in the show, it's just all done right there. Right. We're trading their dragons like they worked it out beforehand or whatever. Sure. And I thought it was I mean, I know they had to condense shit down for the show, but gives you a little bit more uh, detail. Sir Barrison's reaction was the most priceless one. He's like, no, you can't do that. You know, with Sir Barrison's going under a different name. Arson Whitebeard. Book. Okay. Yeah. I was like, you didn't know that was him? No. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Damn, I killed it. No. It, yeah. Bell was I strong. Bell was a squire. Yeah. I had an, an inkling that it was him mm-hmm. because who else could right. it have been? Damn, I knew he joined I up with himself by now. I knew he joined up with them at some point. So mm-hmm. it's not that big of a reveal. Um, there's a scene in the book where, uh, after Jorah kissed her and she got all horny and she's trying to flick the bean there and right. she wakes up her bedmates or her bedmate finishes her off. Oh yeah. They should have had that in the show. <laughs> it was, uh, eerie. It, yeah. Or, I think it was, or maybe it was Doria. It was one of them. Um, but yeah, they should have put that some bitch in the show. Flicking her bean and licking her titties. Oh, the thing about it is Daenerys in the book is so young. She's 14. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I think she starts, when it starts, she's 12, I think. I'm not uh, sure. I don't know how much time I think, time she, might, I think she might have been 15. I'm not sure how much time has passed between the first and third book. Mm-hmm. It's probably only, it might only be a month. I have no idea. There, it's actually a pretty long period. I mean, it's not a huge period of time, but it, I think it's, uh, I think it's a couple of years in between things. So, um, but the thing about the se- the seasons are so crazy there. But to to us, a, a year includes a summer and a winter. And them to them, to them a, a summer is part of a year yeah. exactly. So um, a summer could be five years. Has John has John escaped the wilding yet? They are getting ready to climb. Okay, so you get into that. Um, I don't like the thins. I I kind of like the thins. I mean, I from a from a warrior culture standpoint, for one thing, they're one of the closest groups there are to being the first man. They speak the old tongue. Yeah. So, which I imagine sounds like croaks and creaks. And, you know, it would sound like Celtic. It would be with a lot of burr on it. Um, you know, a lot of crackling noises um, with a lot of rolling in the tongue too. It's, it's, I don't know if you've ever heard Celtic sp- spoken. It's a very strange language to hear. Uh, and stuff like it's mm-hmm. it's strange. Um, it's a be- it's a beautiful language, I think. Um, yeah, John. Um, they they had the scene in the uh, cave where him and uh, what's her face? Egret. Egret banged it out. Yeah, and they heard some noises, thinking it was somebody's uh, children. Yeah, them to the, the, uh, the 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 guy that went of, up there a thousand years ago mm-hmm. or whatever. They need to explore those caves. Yeah, I mean, there's not much. There's not much in them. Probably they there might, there the might the be some children of the forest in it. They say the caves lead under the wall. Sure, that might that might be how. It's got to pick the right tunnel. 
that might be how uh, Raymond Redbeard and them got. You know, there's there's quite a few King Beyond the Walls who. One of the most tragic things about living in the North is like, say, if you're old and I don't mean to be cru- cruel, but useless, like you have no, you can no longer work and mm-hmm. are doing this. You just walk out into the winter. You can go hunting, and then you die. And then it's you, an honorable death. Uh, like yeah, the but, old man, but, like Craig and Stark. Remember Craig and Stark? All those men came south with him, and they were like, "We're not going to live more through this. We're going. We're going to die doing this, and that's okay." It's when he met uh, Black. Uh, what was that? Adam Oakenfist. Cregan is the. Are we talking about the Cregan that we're getting ready to see in Hot D? I think it might be the same Cregan, but but Cregan gets old in in the course of the story. Yeah, Cregan comes south again when there's a dispute over the over the succession, and he brings with him the the uh, the Winter Wolves. Yeah, who are like these, there's the these old men who are badasses and they don't care to die, and they've come down to fight and they're gonna die fighting and they're they're perfectly because they knew up north they might have to go hunting, so they come south and they're like we get to die a good death coming down here. But the the thing about that is they become white walkers once they go out into the cold. Can they not be raised as white walkers? Um, or is that they're be, they're behind the wall? I don't see. Yeah, they're 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 behind the wall. So no, they just go out and die. All right, wolves will eat them. You know, okay. uh, bear. That, that bears kind of worried. There's all kinds bit. of fearsome creatures in the north. You got oryx, shadow cats. I've never. I've been meaning to look up oryx. Oryx are you know the, the, you know they only went extinct in like 1900. A-U-R-X. They're trying to bring them back. There's a lot of breeds of cow that have oryx blood in them. They're okay. Gigantic. So oryx are just a cow. Yeah, and they're gigantic. It's like a different type of cow. Yeah. People kill them off because they. Uh, but they, but they're they're absolutely they're absolutely huge. Brahmas, Brahmas have oryx blood in them, um, and they're and they're rebreeding, and they're like they're going to rewild with oryx. That's cool. And Poland, Poland is leading leading the charge with that. They're trying to put put them back in the Black Forest where they would have been. That's some place I want to go is Eastern Europe. It is such a fascinating place. I just saw this thing the other day. I forgot I forgot to release it on my to mention all my favorite things. Um, the history of the Cossacks, and you know why the Russians are having such trouble in Ukraine? Because that's that group of fucking people. They are indomitable. You cannot defeat them. You can kill them. You can grind them up. They are not going to quit. And that's the bloodline that they're fucking dealing with. I believe that you scratch any group deep enough, they have warrior blood in them. If you can bring that out of them, you're dealing with dangerous people. You know, I believe the most milk toast white, you know, not culturalist person in America. If you scratch them deep enough, they're a Celt or an Angle or a Saxon. Those are warrior groups of people. They will go back to that if you just if you can conjure it out of them. You know what I mean? Appeal to their nature enough. Be like, this is what you used to be. You used to fucking paint your face, paint your skin blue, and and file your teeth down and fucking fight Romans. This is this is what you used to be. You know, it's like when you see a cat finally. Get out of the house and start yes, hunting. exactly, exactly. That's a great metaphor. Yes, or you see, you know, I think that we lose something by being become civilized. I, I believe that you know, and civilized to death, exactly. And I and I think that uh, it makes bloodlines weak. That's why you know the whole thing with um, that's why it's so incongruous for people to see a guy like Deontay Wilder, who is this Adonis. He really is get the shit kicked out of him by. You know, 
what they just consider a white guy. Like, no, that's a warrior. That's a he's a conqueror. He's, he's a still a, a member of a warrior. Four hundred years ago, he would have been a warlord. <laughs> exactly. The 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 Irish gypsies are still that group of people. They are barely civilized. So you know they they that's and I'm not trying to be you know I'm not trying to bring race into it because they do that too much. But I am saying that. You know, just a lot of people can't seem to accept it. Well, Don, you know, Deontay Wilder looks the part. He really does, and, he, and he's a great fighter. Plays the part very he, well. He's a good fighter. He his boxing skills aren't great, but he can really hit. He's Don't matter. One hitter quitter. Exactly. And but he's hit Tyson Fury with it, and Tyson Fury gets up. Yeah, I think it's like it's like Tyson when he said when Evander Holyfield got up. Or no, when Buster Douglas got up from his punch, he said, my career was over. That's what happened to Deontay Wilder. It's something that happened in Cinderella, man. There, um, Jim Braddock was fighting this guy named um, uh, Art Lasky. Art Lasky was a knockout artist. He was this fucking, one of those old, turn-of-the-century, tough-ass Jewish fighters. You know what I mean? Broken nose, fucking big, tough guy. Fucking floored him. Jim Braddock's skull is three and a half inches thick. Exactly. He's so a tough-ass Irishman. Yeah. Gets up, looks at him. You know, for one thing, it didn't knock him down. That's right. He, it knocked his mouthpiece out and he's like up against, up against the ropes and he goes across the ring and he smiles at him. He's got blood come out of his mouth and he reaches down, spits, picks his fucking mouthpiece back up, slams his grums together and calls, let's come on. And you just see the fight drain out of Art Lasky. He's just mm-hmm. like, I just gave him my best shot. And he's still standing, you know, or, or even give him more of your best shot. Exactly. Or even if he gets up, I knocked him down and he's getting up. They should have played hit him with your best shot in the middle of that movie. In the, yeah. 80, in the 80s, they would have. Yes, they would have. <laughs> and we would have been like, yeah! That's what I'm saying. I watched all three fights, like the highlights for all three fights. The first one was a close fight. Um, Fury still deserved to win because he was a better boxer. The second fight, Fury fucking tore him apart. Pieced him tore his Tore his ass apart. The third fight, it was a little bit closer, but still tore his ass apart and knocked his ass out. You know what I mean? And Tyson Fury does not look the part. That's just, and he's got skinny ass legs. He's heavy and all that stuff, but he can fucking fight. He can hit. He moves like a middleweight. Dude. He really does. For being six seven, two hundred and whatever. Pounds. I think. I think his brother's gonna fucking rip, rip Jake Paul apart. I mean, I think it's because he's one of those people too. So that's that's a that's a, if I was a fucking promoter and I'm looking for professional fighters, I'm going to those camps with those Irish gypsies and I'm training those motherfuckers. Be like, we're gonna put the gloves on because you're all used to fighting bare knuckle, and we're gonna put you in the ring, and we're just gonna have a dynasty of these crazy lunatic motherfuckers who, you know, are just hard asses. You know, so you ever heard his interview with Rogan Tyson Fury? Yeah, he was really depressed. He got in coke. He almost really killed himself. Um, he was up to like 450 mm-hmm. pounds. Because uh, they put him in limbo with his title. They made him. Right. They stripped him and all this stuff. Why did they strip him with the title? I don't know. They wanted him to fight somebody and he didn't feel like that person was deserving or something like that. I'm not really sure. It seems like it was probably political because he's not a great face for the company. He's not. And he talks a lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, that, he, to me, that makes him a great face for the company. But he almost killed himself and all this stuff. And then he just decided not to be that way anymore somehow well, let's talk you talk about again the indomitable will i think that you know he just decided he was going to do something and he did it and he just you know i really admire him and i'm not one of those people there's a lot of racial elements to that whole fucking thing mm-hmm. you get the people on the message boards talking shit one group you know 
who revel in it and say, you know, because they're racist and think, well, that's, you know, we're superior. And then another group of people think we're superior. Those are two great fighters who happen to be group drawn from two tough groups of people. There's not, there's so much involved in it. I like Deontay Wilder. I always did. I thought he was a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really liked interviews with him and stuff. Um, but with Tyson Fury, he became an, a, an insufferable cunt. And so I wasn't necessarily rooting against him because I didn't have much at stake with it. It's when you make excuses after you lose. That's what fucking did it for me. That's what does it for me. And too. the fact that some of the things he was saying were racially motivated, like when he was dealing with Tyson Fury, they really were. They, he said something about Black History Month and all this stuff, and they were racially motivated. And Tyson Fury broke it down. I thought really well. He said, I don't want to hear that shit. He's like, we're both people where we may look on the different on the outside, but we're exactly the same. He's just like that. There's nothing. I want nothing to do with that. It pissed him off. And I think that people in England, they do have racism, but I think it's ours is very pronounced here because the, you know, we're always at each other's throats. And so you had white people willing to root against Deontay Wilder just because he was a black guy. And then you had people willing to root against Tyson Fury just because he's a white guy. You know, in those two groups of people, when they meet on message boards, you're going to have dust ups. And then you have people who are just common sense people being like, this is a fight between two great fighters. And how about we just keep this shit out of it and quit trying to see who's the dominant group of people. Nobody is a dominant group of people. We're all people. We all be essentially the same. So let's just let everybody knows the Jews are dominant. <laughs> they, there's that whole thing too with that whole, we're God's chosen people. Oh no, we're God's who we're the true Jews. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, it's so fucking infuriating to just read it. And sometimes amusing, but usually infuriating. I'm usually amused by it. Right. Um, infuriatingly amused (laughs) on Twitter. They were disowning um, Deontay Wilder after he lost to a white man. What? It was, I think it was a joke. Like he lost to a white man. looks like that. What's wrong with you? Probably. Yeah. Whoop your ass too, son. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, and then there was this whole thing. um, There's another one of those Caleb plant who fought this guy. I can't remember the other guys. Daryl, Daryl something. And he actually said, Caleb Plant's a white guy, mm-hmm. and he actually said, I won't lose to a white man, all this stuff, and I'm saying really racial shit. And Caleb Plant, you need to look that up, Caleb Plant knockout. You talk about getting fucking floored. Caleb that guy, Plant. Caleb Plant. That guy should have, he looked like he should have died from that fucking punch. I mean, it was Durrell, I think his name's Daryl, D-I-R-R-E-L-L something. Mm-hmm. Got two minutes, 25 Three seconds. years of age is Caleb Plant. Still a lot of yeah, Anthony ahead for him. Anthony Durrell, not so much. 37 years old. And, and he's an old man fighting. Fighting a 30-year-old man, you know. Another jab to the body by Plant. Ah, the sweet science. Left hook connected. And Anthony Durrell's a good fighter. Oh, yeah. But Caitlin Plant's an excellent fighter as well. This guy couldn't defend his belts ever. And there's a that was a good shot. They're both taking it. Yeah. on Plant. Back and forth, these men have gone, and there's a... Kale Plants, he can let him go, son. You need to look up the knockout. Oh, it's coming. Is it soon? Yeah. There's only a two-minute video. Ooh, a little bit of grappling. Yeah, it was really acrimonious. Because, again, there was a lot of racial elements brought into it. Ooh. Yeah, he catches him with this one, man. It, it is fucking ugly. Until the ref stops it, I'm not going to continue going. There's a right hand from he didn't. He didn't hit Catches any of those. Plant's got a really good chin. As he continues to maneuver Both of them do. Durrell in that undisputed fight. This is, a, this is a fun fight to watch. Again. 
Yeah. And to both their credit, they shook hands and were gentlemen afterwards. And Darrell starting to mock through. Yeah, but Darrell mocked him a lot, like he was being an asshole. Oh. Yeah, then he gave him a little bit back. It's a judo trip. Yeah. Oh, and he kept up. Oh. That's pretty impressive. I can't do anything. It's a lot of wasted energy, though. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's the shot I was talking about. Oh, 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 oh my God. I'm surprised his arms didn't go like this. Whoa, oh, man. Left. What? Watch what he does. Left hand. Grave digger. <laughs> oh, my. He is the winner by wow. one. Wow. Yeah. And I like boxing, wow. so I get on the so I get on the videos and look at the message boards and stuff. It is so much acrimony. I mean, we it's just Canelo. Yeah, and he really fought a good fight, but Canelo edged him. There's this whole thing with this uh, guy on Southpaw TV who's who's a real racist, and he he making excuse for Deontay Wilder. He hates Canelo, even though Canelo Canelo is not Latino. Let's just be honest. So he he doesn't like him either. You know, he's Mexican. He is. There's white Mexicans. That I know. His mom's a honky, and his dad was right. But I'm one saying, or the other. That's the same with Lucy K. Right. But if you're following the the genetics of people talk about, he's essentially a white guy. Yeah. So, but the man does not speak English. Right. <laughs> but no. But we've talked about this before. That's an interesting thing to me. There's a whole group of pure blood white people, like Irish people in, in Mexico, who speak who speak speak Spanish. Yeah. It's crazy to me. It blows my mind. There's a yeah. colony of Mormons down there. Um, right. What, who's the big Mormon guy that ran for president? Mitt Romney's yeah. dad took his whole family to Mexico mm-hmm. so they could, uh, or maybe it was Mitt Romney's dad, dad, dad's dad, because he could, his his dad could not run mm-hmm. for president because he was born on that colony in Mexico, right? Of Mormons, so because mm-hmm. so they could uh, have more than one wife, right? Crazy, but I mean, but they all speak English. And this guy keeps posting videos. Like one time, he one he said he he's the guy who keeps on seeing he sees racism in his soup. ESPN posted a picture that had Tyson Fury and it had the three guys he beat and their faces all beat up behind. He's like, what's ESPN trying to say? It's like, he's trying to say that he beat the shit out of those three guys. And he did. There's nothing more beyond that. Why are you, why are you trying to dig into that and try to, trying to see racism behind it? They lost. It's not, they're not trying to be any way You, you want to be treated with kid gloves. He kicked the shit out of them. I mean, that that last guy he fought, he pieced him up and beat his ass. I think he just fought last week. He did. That's the guy I'm talking about. Beat the shit out of him. And to, down to Wilder, especially that second fight, kicked the dog shit out of him. Like, beat him bloody. And he's just so, so much got so much skin in the game and so, you know, can just Seth Party. I wonder if I've heard of them. And he hates Canelo, too. He's always talking shit about Canelo. You know, I'm just like, man, you know, he's a really good fighter. Why don't you just let him be good fighters? Have I seen this guy before? Yeah, I've heard this guy. Just running his mouth. Yeah, he's he's Don't always him. yeah he's he's a he's a prick. I can't stand him. Um, I I, I don't know, man. I, I think that people. It's it's a home team. It's another version of home team. You know. Yeah. So he fought that Chirosa guy yeah. Fury did last week and whooped his ass. Yeah, beat the dog shit out of him. Beat the brakes off of him. Good. I like Tyson Fury. I like I, him. I think he's uh, entertaining. He's a good man. I, I like the fact that maybe if he gets in a in a room with Jake Paul, that he'll kill Jake Paul. 
Like, because Jake mm-hmm. Paul talks shit to him, and Jake Paul, he's a real tough guy when he doesn't have to face these people. Pretty dumb, yeah. Yeah. Don't talk shit. You, you think you, Jake Paul, are going to beat the man who beat the dog shit out of Deontay Wilder? One of the hardest hitters in the history of boxing. You think you can have something for that man? He likes to talk shit to the Diaz brothers too. Those guys will fight you <laughs> on the in street. the bathroom. Yeah. They do not care. Yeah, a lot of people talk like that, but those guys are like that. Andrew Tate and him are supposed to fight. Andrew Tate's an old man, so I don't know how that'll go. Um, Andrew Tate can fight. I've Andrew seen Andrew Tate can fight. Yeah, I don't like him either. But you know, of the two, I think I'd rather see Andrew Tate win. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Jake Paul is just insufferable. He's I've, such a cunt. I've, I've seen some Andrew Tate videos that have made me laugh, so there's at least a little bit of entertainment value. Sure, I'm, sure, I get it. I've only seen Jake Paul knock out my old uh, favorite MMA fighters. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of puts a, little, a bad taste in my mouth for, sure. for me. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I think we're done here. Yeah. I want to tell you about the idea I have for like, we don't have to do it today. Actually, I don't I'm off tomorrow. Somewhere. Maybe tomorrow evening we'll do a. Sure. Uh, I'm a off. I'm off Tuesday as well. Fifteen minute to a half hour. NPPFR. <laughs> we haven't done one of those in. It's been like five years. Five, at least five. Thanks for listening. Go fuck yourselves.